Hello everybody, I'm Geriatric Mike. Tonight is a very special episode of the show as we are celebrating 200 years of Attack of the Killer podcast. We will be having <laughs> many of the crew from years past on the show, including Andy Wassum's head in a jar. Let me tell you, when I was your age, we used to have to record show with headphones and microphones. So sit back and relax to the 200 years of Attack of the Killer podcast. Attention planet Earth and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer podcast. Attack of the Killer Hey, Attack of the Killer podcast crew, Dustin Neal here, Attack of the Killer podcast alumni, and I just want to say congratulations on 200 episodes? Holy cow. I mean, come on. I feel like I was just on the 100th episode, like yesterday. Like, it feels like that was just, like that was just recently, right? Like, that just happened. I think it would be really cool if one day we could take everybody who was ever a staple on the show and get us all into a big room and record it, of course, and just have a massive group discussion of our favorite moments on the show and or favorite movies of just period, you know, just have a really big discussion with all kinds of Attack of the Killer podcast crew members. Think about that. Mull that, mull that over. And, you know, maybe when the 300th episode comes around, you know, you can do it. So, uh, 100 episodes from now, replay this podcast and listen to this and come up with that idea because I think that's a good idea and I would most definitely show up for that. So, congratulations on the 200th episode. I knew you guys could do it. Uh, you've always been steady, and you've always been the best at providing long and in-depth conversations. I started a fan and ended up being on the show, and, uh, and I'm still a fan. So <laughs> uh, continue on and make it the best that it, it can be. Hello and welcome to the Attack of the Killer podcast, 200 year episode, 200 years are you st- of the show. Are you? I think you got it wrong, buddy. And what? your voice sounds really weird, too. Did you eat uh, something spicy? What are we doing? <laughs> 200th episode, not years. It might feel like 200 years <laughs> to you. Oh, <coughs> all right. Well, let me start again. Hello and welcome to Attack of the Killer Podcast 200th episode. I am your host and have been your host for goddamn 200 episodes, <laughs> Insane Mike. And I've prepared some notes for this episode. <clears throat> wow. It's been a long, long time with a lot of ups and downs. 200 episodes. Who would have guessed it would have lasted that long? But here we are. And I am honored to be your host tonight. 
we have an amazing show for you. Lady Gaga is here. So we'll be right back after... Oh, wait, this is my um, speech for when I host Saturday Night Live's 200th episode. Uh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> oh, here's my speech for our 200th episode. Huh. Who knew? <laughs> now, if you are listening to our show <laughs> for the first time, uh, you're probably... Uh, if you're listening to our show for the first time, what's your problem? You've only had 199 chances to hear the show before now. What is Attack of the Killer Podcast? It is a horror movie podcast where a group of friends get together and talk about the one thing they all love, horror movies. We pick a topic, we choose movies within that topic, and we discuss freely. Now, this being the 200th episode, it's kind of going to be a look back at um, um, the many, 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 many years here at Attack of the Killer Podcast. So, it's not going to be like a traditional episode, but they're probably we'll probably still get into some film discussions, so there's still oh, maybe yeah. spoilers. So, just to warn you. And if you're listening to our show for the first... Oh, wait, I already read that part. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear this Something show. never change. Yeah. It, you could, you'd think I'd have my shit together after 200 episodes, you right? <laughs> God damn it. You can hear this show as well as many other amazing shows on our very own podcast network called the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. You can hear many great shows such as Land of the Creeps, My Bleeding Ears, The Movie Defenders, and many, many more. 18 shows in total on the network. You can hear them all for free at thepfpn.com. So get on it, thepfpn.com. This show is sponsored by the folks over at Shudder. Shudder is a streaming service for horror fans. They have both a live feed. Now, how cool is that that you can come home, turn on the TV at any time, and there's going to be a horror movie on? That's awesome. I wish that when I was a kid, I wish I could turn on the TV and boom, there's horror movies just on, no matter what, no matter what time of day. So, it's cool for that. But it also has where you can like surf through their huge catalog of various titles. Movies, original programming, um, series, even podcasts. Uh, and I swear they do more updates than Netflix does. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. It's all horror. And it's all horror. Now, I'm telling you, if you don't have Shudder, you need to get it now. And I'm here to help you. By giving you your first month for free. When you go to Shudder and in the prom- enter in our promo code AOTKP and you will get a free month on us here at Attack of the Killer Podcast. You're welcome. That promo code again is AOTKP. That's A. Well, it's the initials of the show. You get it. All right. <sighs> Do you not have enough Attack of the Killer Podcast in your lives? Do you often wonder what Andy... Or Tad or Jason look like? Do you wish you wish to hear our golden words on a weekly basis? Do you want to know what new toys Tad has gotten? Uh-huh. Do you need more lists in your life? Always. Well, do I have the answer for you? You can have all of that and more by simply becoming a member of our Patreon. When you become a Patreon supporter, you can get all kinds of perks from videos to bonus episodes to shout-outs on the show. Uh, you could choose a commentary episode for us to do. It's endless. Well, not endless. It's endless in, like, how the never-ending story. It's called the never-ending story, but it's still only an hour and a half long. 
Right. It's, so it's like that. that. Yeah. And you can become a Patreon supporter by going to patreon.com, A-O-T-K-P, and sign up today. And speaking of shout-outs, since this is our 200th episode, we're going to take a moment here and give a shout-out to all of our awesome and amazing Patreon supporters. Yay. All the attackers out there. Thank you. It would not be possible without these people. This show would not be possible. That's right. Yes. Uh, without the help of Tim Lennerer, Roman Doppelfeld, Tina Schmidt. Is that right? Schmidt. Yes. <laughs> Larry Wantanabe, Brett Royer. Royer? I cracked myself for saying it the exact same way yeah, both times. Yeah. Seth Key, Jessica Jessica Irish, Chris Cook, Becca Reinhardt, Brian Godsell, Stefan Sitter, Jacob McLaughlin, Laughlin, Laughlin, and saving the best for last, Brandy Moore. Oh, what you didn't hear your name on the list? That's because you're not a Patreon supporter. But you could be. You can do it by going to Patreon. Check your pod go. And now it is time to introduce you to the podcast crew. The last time he did anything 200 times, he got carpal tunnel. Jason Bollinger, everybody. Very true. You got to stretch out, kids. It's very important. Thanks for listening. Now, he's our newest member. We took him under our wings and taught him the ways Mm -hmm. of podcasting. Either it be proper recording procedures or upgrading equipment. (laughs) And how he has grown since then. Man, it seems just like yesterday he was using a headset held together by packing tape and Gorilla Tape. <laughs> Andy Awesome, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I had, to, had to improvise the, the last episode. So, yeah, Jason probably had to do a lot in post. You didn't hear like a bunch of nasty crunkling and crinkling. And I haven't edited so hard in a long time. <laughs> You're gonna edit. You're gonna edit me. You you edited me so hard. That's right. I feel dirty. Okay. Moving next, on. Next up, what can be said about him that hasn't already been said? Ted Good. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. And lastly, just like Haley's comment in the movie Night of the Night of the Comet, he only comes around every so many years, and when he does, cheerleaders get rashes. Welcome back to the show, Brian Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, humans. <laughs> How you been, Brian? It's been a long time since I've talked to you. I've missed you, buddy. Oh, I just flew back from Japan, and boy, are my arms tired. Woohoo! Man, how was the trip? Give us some highlights. Yeah, I went to Japan for Godzilla's 65th birthday, and it was awesome. We did lots of Godzilla-y things. I got to hold an oxygen destroyer, like the oxygen destroyer from the movie, one of only two in existence. I've seen your profile um, pic. Oh, yeah. yeah. I bought a lot of toys. <laughs> uh, I looked at a lot of monster stuff. We got to have dinner with TJ Storm, who is, uh, plays Godzilla in the new the legendary Godzilla movies. He's the uh, motion capture performer. Okay. He is awesome he's just he's a big old fanboy so he's just super exuberant and bouncy and excited about the whole thing still which is great awesome and uh 
and of all fucking people, when we were at the actual Toho sanctioned 65th anniversary bash uh, on November 3rd in Tokyo, I ran into Jorg Bootgrit. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So I, I think he was uh, almost as surprised that someone there recognized him <laughs> as I was to see him there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's super cool. We took a picture together and he, he was there doing press stuff. Um, he was covering it for some German radio station. So he got all these cool behind the scenes photos and he was showing them to me on his phone and yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's cool. He was at like the first convention we ever went to. I don't remember if you met him or not. Mike. I chickened out and go to his table for some yeah. reason. I don't know why. Right. I think it just the first convention was intimidated. We were there kind of yeah. helping Justin out at his table, behind the scenes kind of stuff. So I didn't get around as much as but I But he seemed real cool, though. Yeah. What we got to see him. Yeah. Well, man, I was so jealous, dude. Fucking Japan. No. Oh, it's a dream. You got to do it. Yeah. It's been oh. a dream my whole life and finally got to pull the trigger and not only just go in general, but go for this big special occasion. So yeah. there was, you know, it was extra Godzilla-y. Oh, man. And now that you've gone, how soon are you going back? <laughs> uh, as soon as I can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Not a cheap flight. The food is awesome, though. That was another great part of it, was just getting to eat so many wonderful things. Mm, lots of raw things. <laughs> you know, oddly enough, <laughs> we didn't have sushi the entire time we were there. Everything <laughs> I ate was cooked. That's funny. Interesting. Well, that's awesome. I'm jealous. I'm so glad you got to go, man. Very cool. But then, hey, this isn't... Brian's vacation slides the podcast. Oh, <laughs> it's too bad. No, too. no one wants to hear about this. <laughs> well, I do, and that's all that matters. Um, but I suppose we should get moving on. I'm going to turn the show over to Tad now. All right. Well. We're going to get to my segment. I won't say it's everyone's favorite because uh, it's it's probably not. But <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sort of curious to hear this, this uh, what we watched because, you know, we just did the year-end episode. I'm curious to see if everybody sort of jumped back in and watched some older stuff or some new stuff they missed out on or heard on the uh, podcast or um, what we've watched. So... Let's go, and I'm just going to kick right into it, and um, Andy, what did you watch? Uh, well, um, I know I'm, I got, I'm just slightly late uh, for the party, and I know this would have probably affected my list had I seen it sooner, but uh, just yesterday I watched uh, Crawl, and I really enjoyed that, um, just you know, I remember uh, Jason mentioning uh, Barry Pepper, and I'm just like, man, I haven't seen that guy in like years. Yeah, and uh, yeah, re- really enjoyed. Uh, you know, Crawl, uh, just really, really good. Uh, just they made they made the tension just really, really good, and you know, um, I watched uh, Ready or Not with the wife because I know that she really, really uh, would dig it. So I mean, I I rewatched that. 
Um, oh, heck. What else? Um, I know I went and saw uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Heck uh, yeah. Which, uh, yeah, I can see why everybody loves uh, Babu Frisk. That, guy, that little guy's awesome. <laughs> um, anything that's horror-oriented uh, other than that? Um, oh, uh, I, did, I did watch uh, Satanic Panic, and I thought that was, that was fun, too. Yeah. I, didn't real, I didn't realize that... Because um, I, I knew uh, Rebecca Romaine and Jerry O'Connor win it, but I was just like, oh, there's Jeff Daniel Phillips. Oh, there's Jordan Ladd. Yeah. And I'm like, oh... Wow, I didn't realize that that they had uh, there was a little bit more names to the cast than that, and I thought it was for what it was. It was it was a good time. Um, uh, I think uh, you know, basically, it it kind of had similar themes to uh, Ready or Not. I think Ready or Not is is a much better movie because it's more polished and it's just a better it's just a better film, but. Uh, yeah, I, I I did enjoy Satanic Panic as well, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much the gist of what I've what I've been watching. So awesome, sweet. Well, I guess uh, we'll just move to you, Jason. See what you've watched. Well, <coughs> after the, I mean, it was a marathon end of the year, and definitely that last month is like sprint of just watching horror 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 movies and there's that it's weird because as soon as we record our awards episode then it's like oh now i can watch whatever i want so but then there was actually like i don't know i think i took maybe a week off from watching films i didn't really get too much but then once i did start watching i definitely the first thing i watched was the lighthouse finally got to watch that because it had come out since we recorded, and I freaking loved it. Loved it. Um, and then, I guess, it's not really horror, but the, the other, a couple other ones I, I really loved a lot, a lot, a lot. Jojo Rabbit was one of those. It was unbelievable. Very hilarious. Taika Waitiki's new movie. I I thought it was so cool how they just they pushed it. They really pushed it with the Hitlery Jew stuff. <laughs> I mean, it was there were times I'm like, oh man, oh man, but it was done so well. It's so funny and it's such a sweet, sweet movie. Can't recommend that one enough. I too saw the new Star Wars. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. And I get well, and another not—it's not horror, but I just—I couldn't believe how much I loved it. I wasn't expecting to love it this much, but—and please don't make fun of me too hard. But Ford versus Ferrari, holy crap! Oh, holy, really good. holy crap! That was good. I mean, it was so good. And I'm—I'm I'm on the fence about uh, what's his name, the Batman guy, Christian Bale. Yeah, I don't necessarily am a much of a fan of him. Nope. Uh, huh? Why? Um, because his I, Batman sucks. Because his Batman sucks, and I don't like those movies very much. The I like his Bateman. Yeah. 
Yep, totally. His Bateman, his Bateman is better than his Batman. I agree. Um, and I guess there was. I thought that. I was the only one who. Sorry. I, no, I thought I was the only one who didn't like those movies. So I'm I'm glad that not only <coughs> not only is there something I don't like, you also don't like it, which is unusual. weird. Yeah, that's really weird. <laughs> No, I'm not a. F- I, I always thought he sounded like he was doing an impression of Nathan Explosion from Metalocalypse. <laughs> oh yeah, like I, like people praise those movies so much. Yet, whenever somebody wants to do a mocking Batman voice, they always do Christian Bale's voice. Like every yeah. like Funny or Die video or every comic book YouTube review that that pokes fun at Batman. They always are doing the Christian Bale voice, and that, and you know, there's a reason for that. But then there was also that it's a fucking Muppet um, voice. That moment caught on tape of him ripping a light guy, a, a, a crew member, a new a hole. Right? Everybody remember that? Well, that was on Terminator. Terminator Salvation. Yeah. You know? That yeah. made me like him better. No, <laughs> that's not cool. No. So I've never I to like you know use that voice for like you know when he's doing a misdemeanor like he pulls somebody over in the Batmobile you know do you know how fast you're going? I thought he was I thought he did cool good good job in the the Cheney movie, um, but but yeah I I didn't expect to love it as hard as I did the Ford versus Ferrari it was super super fun anyway. I didn't mind but Christian Bale on that one. What time frame does that take? Is that like the seventies or? Uh, I think it's early. Or I think it's like fifties. <laughs> really, it's that late. Six, yeah, I can't. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, I could I suppose I could look it up. It's very. It seems pretty authentic as far as the real story of uh, Henry Ford II and Lee Iacocca and and Carol Shelby and 66. That sounds right. Yeah. That's Oof. when the uh, 24 hours of Le, Le Mans. Yeah. Okay. Now who's, who's his co-star in that? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> and uh, he was good too. I could, I know. Is that a Ron Howard film or no? No, don't recall. It was good. Those are things I've seen. I'm done. James Mangold. Oh yeah. Oh. Had John Berthall in it also. He was fantastic. Oh. Cool. I saw it back when it was in theaters a couple months ago. With some friends who were really into racing, and I was like, I really like that. And they're like, Man, the racing was so unrealistic. I'm like, Well, if you can't watch if you watch Rocky, and you know, if and you're a boxing fan, you probably yeah do so. Uh, so I, what what you're saying is they're racists. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Oh, uh, that's how you have missed you, Brian. <laughs> the first of many times. I miss you too. <laughs> like I, I have a friend who's like a very, very, very talented uh, jazz musician, and I I love Whiplash, one of oh, my yeah. favorite movies of the last ten years, and he loathes that movie because he says it gets every single thing wrong about jazz school and about jazz musicians. And 
Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm just ignorant to certain things like that. Okay, was that all, all you watched? That's it. Okay, well, um, I'm just going to go ahead and call myself. Um, I also watched Jojo Rabbit. I watched a ton of Oscar stuff. No real horror stuff. Um, yeah. Wanted to catch up. I guess not Oscar stuff because those haven't been uh, announced yet, but Oscar buzz, uh-huh. uh, Golden Globe stuff. So I, I caught up on Uncut Gems, which is a fucking fury of a film. Uh, the most uh, stressful movie I've ever seen in my life. Um, watched Jojo Rabbit. Loved that. Pretty pretty damn creative. Pretty funny. I watched Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Very different than what I thought it would be. Um, I didn't read anything about it. I just knew Tom Hanks was playing uh, Mr. Rogers. It's not really a Mr. Rogers story at all. has him like... He is, I would say, uh, a supporting role at best. It's interesting. Mm. Um, Dolomite is my name. I saw that finally. <laughs> that was fucking great. Have you guys seen that? Nope. Not yet. I've seen the preview. Oh, yeah. Oh, so good. Did I'm, you like I'm, it, Brian? I'm a huge Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah, I fucking loved it. I'm a huge Rudy Ray Moore fan, so that was one I was super excited about and watched it the day it hit Netflix. And uh, you know, Eddie Murphy is fantastic. The whole cast is yeah. fantastic. Like yeah. every goddamn person in that movie deserves an award for, and the script. I mean, it's a great companion piece to Ed Wood. It's another, mm. uh, you know, and does, and disaster artist. Yeah. It's an, uh, well, but I mean, it's written by the same guys as Ed, Ed Wood even. So okay. it's you know, just that much closer, but, um, it's just, you know, another section of low budget filmmaking. You know, Ed Wood looks at fifth cheap Jack 50 sci-fi. This is, cheap jack 70s black exploitation movies and you know the, the bits of the movies they recreated they kind of blend it's like you know when they're shooting the the sex scene and, and a couple of the other things like the bit where he rolls down the hill that's actually mm-hmm. from the human tornado the second dolomite movie and mm-hmm. there are lines during the sex scene that are from the avenging disco godfather but they were just kind of trying to g- give the newcomers to it who maybe weren't familiar with Rudy Ray Moore's work, just kind of a taste of what it was all about and not yeah. just the one movie. But um, I, I actually learned quite a bit from it too. I, I didn't really know the story behind it. I mean, I knew Dolomite was a character, but I didn't really know that much about what Rudy was like as a person. And apparently that's pretty close to him. Like he was a really down to earth, um, you know, friendly, outgoing, really confident. Maybe sometimes the confidence was misplaced. But, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it just it made me love him even more than I already did. <laughs> yeah, it's a super inspiring movie too. If you're like a filmmaker and or a comedian or anything that just wants to, uh, you know, make it big and do what you love. So yeah, and I, I love the part where um, uh, Wesley Snipes' character is getting all Mr. Hollywood about everything. Yeah. And. And Rudy goes like, "Look, man, I you know if the lights need to be moved, I'll move the lights. If the you know if we need to put up a camera track, I'll put up the camera track. If people get hungry, I'll go make them sandwiches. We're all here to make a movie together." And I, I thought that was really cool. But yeah, yeah put him in just, his place. God, it's such a good movie. I want to go watch it again right now. I'm, I'll talk to you later. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also watched uh, Rocket Man. Finally, that was really good. Yeah. Um, the Two Popes. That was, uh, it was good, that but not good. my, not no. necessarily my movie. A little too, too much about Popes? 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, like, probably the scariest one on my list, and it's not even, like, it doesn't even paint the dark side of the religion, just fucking uh, religion in general, organized religion is creepy to me, and the idea of these popes and their, their what they wear and the shit they do, and it's all weird to me. Yeah. But um, Marriage Story, that was a dark Oh, that was that good. One. It was but so really sad. Good. I saw that, too. And then uh, yesterday, right before the Golden Globes, I finally... Um, caught Parasite and holy fuck, that one's awesome. Has anyone seen Parasite? No, I've been meaning to. I will be I was, soon. It, it was in the the list of films on the in-flight <laughs> uh, entertainment system when I was going over to Japan, and I was all excited because I'd heard so much good stuff about it. But it was part of the because I, I flew over on Japan Airlines, so you know, imagine that a, a business not completely. Uh, catered to white people so there was a whole section of movies on the thing foreign films okay great i go to click parasite no english subtitles yeah uh this one i will not spoil anything but i will say like i saw it pop up on some best of horror lists i was watching this movie and i'm like what the fuck are they talking about and then there's a, a point where it it gets wild and i'm like okay i know where they're going with this so um <laughs> Honestly, like, I know it, it's not what you're thinking. Like, it surprises me that so many critics... I mean, I'm not saying that it's a bad movie at all. I fucking love it. Like, but it's surprising to me that it's not... That it's getting so much buzz because it's... When I started watching it, I was like, oh, this is going to be, like, some inspiring thing. Like, everything that's sort of getting buzz right now, you know, is a war film um, in 1917 or, you know, a, a, an ode to Hollywood with Tarantino and stuff. But this one is, is not those things and it's not, doesn't depict great people. And it's like, I'm surprised this is sort of getting as much buzz as it, as it is because of those reasons. But it's really, I think all of you guys would really enjoy the hell out of it. And uh, yeah, go check it out. I loved it. So that's what I watched. I guess that, uh, Leaves you, Mike. What did you watch? And we do have one more, I know. <laughs> okay. <Damn. laughs> well, I as well watched um, Star Wars. Finally got around to checking that out. Was waiting to get get to watch it with my son, so I had to wait till he got back from his mom's over winter break. But yeah, it was awesome. I loved yeah. it. And yeah. uh, I totally forgot there until Andy brought it up with the one... Oh, mechanic, tiny creature guy. What was his name again? Babu Frick. Yeah, I, I it dawned on me like even three CPO finally got like a a tender moment in this uh, franchise, and I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, it turned out to be another joke, you know, down the road, but just just that uh, moment of like giving up his memory for the greater cause. You know, I don't know. I thought that was a cool on moment. Grenade. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and from C three PO, I mean, that's that's a lot. But yeah, so it had a lot of really cool moments like that throughout the movie. I thought it was great. Um, <clears throat> I uh, was listening to started listening to um, uh, Joe Dante's podcast, and he had Adam Rifkin on there, and it was a great episode. A lot of cool movies Adam Rifkin was talking about, but I, you know, every time 
I think of Random Rifkin, I'm like, oh man, I, I want to dig deeper into his filmography because everything that I've seen from him, I like. You know, uh, Dark Backward, Chillerama, his segment in Chillerama, mm-hmm. um, uh, Detroit Rock City, and then that new one, Director's Cut, that he did with uh, Penn Gillette. So I'm like, so I, I'm surfing on uh, on the Roku, putting in movie titles, and I look up the chase, and it's like free on, on on some service. So I decided to finally watch the chase with uh, with Charlie Sheen, and it was Kristen awesome. Watson? Yeah, and Chris, Kristen Swanson, yes, and it was awesome. I mean, it was everything over the top that I expected from Andy Adam Rifkin. Um, you know, it, you know, it was very stylized, like he does in a lot of his movies that I've seen so far. You know, because I didn't know what to expect. I mean, this was like a bigger Hollywood film for him, with a couple stars in it, and it's just as freaking bonkers as like, say, The Dark Backward or or Detroit Rock City. I mean, it's it's literally nothing but an hour and a half car chase. And but there's like a sex scene while <coughs> while he's still driving. They have sex in the car while oh, he's yeah. still being chased by the police. It's just over the top ridiculousness, and it also has like Henry Rollins in it, which was awesome. Anytime you have Henry Rollins in a movie, it is better. It's right, younger Henry Rollins too. He looked like a baby in it. <laughs> so that was cool. Finally got to watch that and. And then, you know, with the, after the year-ender episodes, um, I wanted to get caught up, try to get caught up on some things that weren't in horror, so I finally got to watch Baby Driver, and, you know, more car chasing, I guess, but that was awesome. Yeah. It was everything that I've heard people say good things about, you know, the music in it, you know, it's awesome and really makes the movie and all those all those uh, theming everything to the beat of the music is great. Uh, yesterday, you know, pretty interesting about that one. Um, sorry to interrupt. No, that's fine. But uh, originally, they had. I'm trying to think if it was like who it was. They had whoever did some of the special effects for the movie had them sculpt a Michael Myers mask for the movie. Oh yeah. And the robbers were supposed to actually wear Michael Myers masks, but of course. Uh, Malik Akkad was like wanted like a truckload of money, yep. And uh, so they made the joke of putting in the uh, awesome powers masks and then being like, you know, Michael Myers mask, you know that that whole joke. But originally they were all <laughs> going to be wearing like actual Michael Myers masks. Oh man, yeah. yeah. But I, I I thought that was a very funny bit though with the Mike Myers yeah, mask. It's, it's like a funny like uh, it's like what do they call a happy accident like. You know, he yeah. couldn't get what he wanted and actually turned out probably better. So Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think it works better, in my yeah. opinion. Because the minute he pulls those masks and I see that they're Austin Powers, I just I just started laughing. Even before, you know, um, Jamie Foxx pointed it out, I was just dying laughing because I, I got the joke instantly. So. Yeah. It's good. Um, so, you know, back on Friday 13th, when Joe Bob had his Christmas special, I did not get to watch it live because I went to Iowa City till to um, um, uh, film f- scene. Film scene, 
and watched a movie in their new building. Did you guys know they got a new building? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's very awesome. I and, did not. <laughs> <laughs> and they showed Friday the 13th Part 7. Yay. So oh. That, yeah, that was nice. so fun watching that on a big screen again. They gave out They gave out hockey masks to everybody, and it was a good time. It's always fun watching a movie up there at the film scene. Yeah. And, I feel, and it feels like it's even more fun when they're in their new building. Um, but, so they have their, they have their huge, like, trailer reel that they do beforehand. They show all these trailers and they're showing all these, like, Christmas commercials from different, like, old 50s Christmas commercials or whatever. And, um, and then they get into the movie and instantly, from the opening title card, I'm like, this isn't part seven, this is part two. And sure enough... They ended up playing, for some reason, the first ten minutes of part two before somebody got up and went and told them, was like, you're playing the wrong movie. This wasn't Tad's drive-in place? That's what I thought at first. I'm like, I swear it said part seven <laughs> on the flyer. See, yeah, I'd, been, I'd have been happy to sit through part two anyway. Sure. I know. I finally got to that moment where I'm like, all right, well, I'm just, no, I'll, I'll watch that's part two. Too, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Well, they- and then they stopped and put in part seven. I say they've showed uh, the reason they showed seven is because they showed the first six. Like every Friday thirteenth, they show a new one, so they've mm. been showing them all in order. Oh, nice. chronological. Oh, okay. Yeah, over like the last maybe like three or four oh, years. Cool. So the next Friday thirteenth will be their best screening. Uh, yeah, Manhattan. Uh, I know. Yeah. Awesome. Yay. <laughs> so, so that was a blast. That was a lot of fun. Brandy and I went. It was our. First real date it was to a Friday Thirteenth movie. So how cool was that? That's pretty cool. Um, so now here's the new blood. Ah. <laughs> uh, so now I finally got around to watching Joe Bob Joe Bob's Christmas Special. But has any of you guys tried watching it after the fact? No, yeah. I watched it all live. No, I cannot get Black Christmas to play. Every time I click on it, it's at the last last minute and a half of the show. I can't get it to rewind. If I let it play through, it just it just goes straight into the next movie. Um, if I hit stop and hit play again, it just starts again at that last minute and a half. I can I had this similar problem with the Halloween Hoot Nanny, yeah. and then my Roku did an update and it worked. Mm. So if you if you have tried deleting and reinstalling the shutter app and that doesn't work, I would recommend trying to at least log like, out and log ma- back make in. your make your Roku search for an update and try to restart it. Maybe okay. that'll help. Okay, cool. Because I really wanted to know what he had to say about Black Christmas. I'm, oh, it was good. Oh man, not much good to say about it. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, no, seriously, he doesn't. He doesn't like it. Really? He gave it a lower rating than Jack Frost. What the Desert And deservedly so. <laughs> anyway, anyways, what else? Moving on. Last thing I have, just watched it yesterday with my son. We watched that new Adam's Family animated movie. Oh, I watched that too. That was awesome. Mm. It was good. It was really funny. I had a good time with that. Nick Kroll is Uncle Fester. Oh, so funny. Very good. Very good. Anyway, that's what I watched. Yeah, it's weird. His was twice as long as mine. I like it when he watches stuff. 
Well, okay, I guess that leaves one more. Um, our guest, Brian, what have you watched since the last time you recorded with us quite a while ago? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I too saw the new War of Stars. I don't understand why everyone's bitching about it. I thought it was good. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe spend a little a little too long searching for the MacGuffin GPS thing that they didn't really even end up needing. But, uh, man, once from the scene where the Star Destroyer wipes out that planet right up to the end, it just... Hauled yeah. ass. Yeah. Um, also, did you guys notice that planet exploding? I'm like 99% sure that was a model shot. Like huh. maybe digitally yeah. enhanced a little bit. The sparks and the fire and the smoke looked real. It looked good. Probably. I, I, I need to see it again, you know, like read something about it, but I'm pretty sure that was a model shot. Oh, um, I hope so. And then having listened to the. Uh, year-end episode recently that always kind of makes me want to because i'm just so stuck in the 70s most of the time <laughs> that's what i watch um but uh, i watched the perfection Yay. and um i i liked it i i wanted there to be one more thing at the end like i was expecting it to go Oh, maybe a little farther into Benson and Moorhead, like the endless type territory than it did. Um, and then, uh, I just completely forgot the other one. I had them both in my head and I don't remember anymore, but, but yeah, but, Oh, the haunt. That was the other one. Yay. Oh yeah. Again, it, it was, um, I, I really liked it, but I thought the ending was too abrupt. I wish they would have, maybe split it half and half, like made the first half in the haunt. And then the second, instead of the last five minutes, like make that another 40 minutes worth of movie. And, you know, about taking revenge kind of thing. I could see that. Yeah. I can't argue with that. Yeah. That last part was pretty dang fun. Mm-hmm. It'd have been neat to see more of that stretched out. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I still love haunt though. It was my number one of the year. Oh, we know. Everybody knows. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's, I mean, I watched other stuff, but that's that's good enough. We can right. move on. That's pretty good. All right. Mm-hmm. Some good ones. Well, cool. Thanks, guys, for that. Um, good to know that, uh, you know, we kept busy watching some stuff. But uh, now it's time to get into this 200th episode. Um, what we're going to do is we're just, we're just going to be talking about you know, uh, the ups and the downs, you know, the good times, the bad times, you know, uh, just kind of reflecting back at, uh, a lot of the, uh, episodes here, the 200 episodes, um, here we're gonna hear from some past, uh, guests of the show, past members of the show, um, we're gonna start off with one right here with our, uh, good friend, uh, Mike Reeb called in and left a message, so let's hear what Mike has to say. Hey, this is Mike Reeb from Old School Video calling to congratulate Attack of the Killer Podcast for 200 awesome episodes. This podcast is so much fun to listen to and look forward to a new one every few weeks. And thank you for allowing me to be a guest on several episodes. It's allowed me the opportunity to see a few amazing movies like the beautifully shot Night of the Hunter and the wholly underappreciated Jill Shulman Brad Pitt masterpiece that is Cutting Class. Seriously, I love that freaking movie. And I'm happy that my laughing at inappropriately during a body organ harvest made you think I could be fun to have on for a few episodes. So happy to know and be friends with each one of you. Keep up the great work, and here's to many more episodes. 
Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. And I knew it. I knew he'd bring up cutting class. Anytime he can, he will. <laughs> okay, so um so when thinking of like things to talk about for the two hundredth, one of the things that I love about doing this show <coughs> is getting introduced to movies or, you know, sometimes even being forced to watch movies. That's that how we I, all feel, I, yeah. I wouldn't pull the trigger on my own. And then ended up Loving and appreciating getting to watch watch these films. So, you know, because I, I, sometimes I, I could be maybe getting in a rut sometimes. Maybe. What? Where it's like, oh, I watch this new movie that I don't know anything about, don't know if I'm going to like it or not, or do I watch Neon Maniacs again? For so, the 500th time. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of the cool things about working on this show is is getting to see, see a lot of movies that... Uh, one, some that I've maybe never even heard before, or uh, seeing films that I just I would normally just pass, probably wouldn't watch for the first time 10, 15 years from now, or whatever, you know? That's what the, why the year-enders are so much fun, because it's just marathoning all these movies, and I would not even give two rats if it wasn't for the show to do that. And so, it's, And it's one of the cool things <clears throat> to hear from the listeners, too, because they're always saying... Oh, you made me watch this, and I love it. Blah blah. So, my question to all you guys is: because of this show, I mean, there's been some movies that have really stood out to us, and I want to know what is your favorite movie that you've discovered because of this show. Jason, why don't you start us off? Well, I'm going to start with like Mike. My one film is Five. <laughs> I couldn't narrow it down. I have a list. Gosh dang it. Well, I just they just kept popping in my brain. The ones I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So first one, the 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 one that stood out, jumped out first is and it's kind of appropriate that Brian's here, but it was from episode one fifty four, Osploitation, Razorback. Oh yeah. Razorback was so freaking good. Yeah, it's That's a great on my to do list. Oh my gosh, I wouldn't never have watched it otherwise, probably. And you would have lost out, man. I know. That's right. That's right. You know, and that for you know like what would what would what was your first impression when you even first heard of this movie or maybe saw the box sitting on the shelf? It's like ah, giant pig a giant pig movie. Movie, who cares, right? Right. It's obviously way more shit going on in that movie oh, than, than yeah. a giant pig. So dang good. And I, and I feel kind of guilty since the new release came out. It's been in my cart since then. I haven't clicked on it yet to, to make it happen, but so I, I want that Blu-ray so bad. I assume it, Brian's got it. Yeah. yeah oh, I yeah. Got it. Yeah, the extra features are phenomenal. I just have a Warner Archive collecting dust, and I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so dang good. Yep. Got to get on that, Andy. It's, it's a great movie. I know. I've been mean. I've been meaning to. I have a lot of films I need to watch. Um, another one I'll throw out is from episode one ninety one. It's from the year in horror nineteen sixty eight. Devil rides out. Oh yeah! Uh, how fucking good was that movie? That was a, that was a big surprise because if I remember right, the three mo- I can't remember all three movies, but like there's that d- chicken one, right? Death Death Laid Meg. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was one. Egg. That could and be so the next the question. Laid a, laid a turd upon my retina. 
<laughs> yeah, right. And then what was the third one? Oh, oh, sixty-eight. Um, oh, see, it's uh, Death Laden Egg, Devil Rides Out, and um, I don't remember. Oh, oh, um, and Impulsion in um, the impu- was it straight? Was it Straight Jacket? No, it was that um, that Peter Cushing film. Impulsion. Oh, corruption. 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 Oh, that corruption. was good, too. Which was good, okay. but I found it interesting that out of the three that I, you know, I picked those, now the three I thought Devil Rides Out was going to be on the bottom. And when I watched them, I watched, you know, the, the egg movie first. Right. And then I'm like, oh, man, oh, these are all going to be stinkers because next, you know, and then next I watched Devil Rides Out and I'm like, oh, thank goodness. And it turned out to be, is Corruption was great. But yeah. Devil Rides Out, like, I had the lowest expectations going in and turned out to be my favorite of the three of that episode. Well, it could have been because of that trailer. Or was that, that for Corruption? That was a Corruption trailer. The Corruption trailer scared super the shit out of me. <laughs> and the fact that, like, I don't know, because it, it comes off as, like, a rape-revenge movie, yeah. but it's not anything it really like that at all. It's such a scurvy-looking trailer. The Devil Rides Out was such a gem. It was so yeah. good. It's a great movie, and it's fairly faithful to the original novel, too. That's that thing with the words? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. I've heard of those. Was it a Richard Matheson story? No, or it was something um, else? Dennis Wheatley. Oh, okay. Okay, go throw another one out. Uh, this is from episode 189, Capital Punishment. I had never seen it. Black Sunday. Awesome, yeah. I really, I really like that movie too. And now we've been friends all these years, and it I know took I've been you faking that long it. to see Black I know. Sunday. I'm like, please don't just, ever ask me. I was just so shocked by that that kill scene in the beginning for like nineteen for like you know for as old as a movie as it was, where they hammer that damn mask into that into that person's face. Oh yeah, they like they take like one of those giant circus tester strength mallets and then just <laughs> slam that fucking thing. <laughs> just Jesus Christ. Yep, and some raspberry jelly shoots out of the mask. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'll stick with uh, the old stuff, but the brain that wouldn't die has become a definite favorite. I Heck love, yeah. love, love that movie. We even did that as a the first Insane Mike's movie night. Yep. And then I'll I'll end with this one. Uh, bringing the devil back is from episode 143 from the A Year in Horror 1975, Race with the Devil. Yes. I love that movie. I do too. I just watched, I just, I wouldn't say I watched it, but it was, it was my bedtime movie here <laughs> a few, a few days back. So that was the Peter Fonda. Mm-hmm. Gosh, dang. Loretta Swit. Yep. And other people. But yeah, its friends probably would hate it because the racing isn't realistic. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> All my racist friends really hate uh, Black Sunday. So, oh no! Gosh. <laughs> Is the checkered st- flag like a rebel flag too? You started it, so. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like Mike, you might have alluded to, and just to pull back the curtain a little, 
Usually Mike's the one that prescribes the three or four movies we watch every week. And I'm sure you've all picked up on it when he picks stinkers that we definitely let him hear about it every episode. Oh, yeah. That question's coming up later. But, uh, (laughs) yeah. So, but uh, every once in a while, he'll pick some good ones, too. So Sometimes I do it on purpose. I believe that. I do. I do. I I believe it. It shows. Sometimes pick good ones on purpose yeah i, I pick weird. bad ones on purpose <laughs> um but most of the time honestly i'm trying to just be diverse with the topic mm. and you know and then you know that's how you get uh-huh certain movies i'm not gonna say it because i have a feeling yeah we all know what's coming yeah for the second question anyway. and that's one of the things i miss the most about being here is when he lists one of the really bad ones, most of the time I'm already familiar with them. You have it, it on three different formats to, at to, home. To, to watch everyone else squirm. <laughs> <laughs> or, or listen to everyone else squirm, I guess. <laughs> well, I think you being on the show was more in court, encouraging for him. I think oh, we watched more totally sneakers was, yeah. when you were on. <laughs> Sometimes I felt like it was a challenge. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyway, so I I didn't pick just one, sorry, but those were definitely those are the ones that picks, jumped out though. that yeah. I never would have probably watched on my own, so Very I good. hadn't, obviously, until the show. So thank you, show. You're welcome. And I, I like how a lot of them are older films because yeah, you right? don't really go back like that. I don't. I usually don't. Yeah. So it's cool because you give you give me shit all the time about I do. Not watching new stuff. That's true. I do. I need to start giving you shit about not watching enough old stuff. That's fair. We see what happens. That's fair. When you do, uh, Andy, what do you got? Um, I since I haven't been on the the show nearly as long as the rest of the, you guys, um, I only had two, but I. Th- but I really, really enjoyed these films. Um, the first one was A24's The Monster. Hell yeah! Uh, yeah, I, I slept on that one. I, I had no idea that this movie even existed until you guys suggested it, you know, to me. And it just, it, uh, I started thinking about it last night when I was watching, you know, Crawl, you know, because it's literally, it's, it's it's the situations are very very similar it's like two people caught in a helpless situation where they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't and i just i really enjoy those kind of movies working and out some real personal family stuff and it, it, yeah yeah exactly that's another good point um another one that i i may have i may have probably would have watched it because it was on netflix but it was it was on the show, and it was uh, an assignment for the show, and that is Terrifier. Yeah. Art, Art, Art the Clown, man. Oh, my God. Uh, I ended up actually uh, hunting down, you know, All Hallows' Eve because I wanted to see, like, the genesis of, you know, the character. Uh, Terrifier is, is a better film, but uh, wow, man. I mean, that's a uh, – I think that – they're are they making another one or – Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think he's 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 probably gonna be you know one of the main heavies of you know I guess this the start of this new decade um, For at sure. least in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, those those would be my two picks for the movies that you know that uh, the podcast helped me discover. So 
Very cool. Very cool. All right, Tad, what about you? Um, as expected, I have a few, but yes. um, I'm not alone. Uh, not as many as Jason, but one more than Andy. Um, <laughs> but it won't be long because actually I have one in common with Jason, and that is Race with the Devil. All right, sweet. That one popped up in my mind because I just had a blast with it, and um, Nikki came in the room at the beginning of it and was like, "Hey, can we start back at the beginning? This is I'm like getting into it. I'm like, okay, it's like oh. doesn't happen very often. Oh, no, cool. yeah. <laughs> and um, another one was the Night of the Hunter. I oh yeah, love that one oh, almost yeah. made my list. And Reeb mentioned that one, you know, and uh, you know it's great that I, when I uh, heard him mention it, I'm like, oh, that's fantastic because i have that you know as as one of mine and then the other one is actually um we'll come back later in the episode but um delicatessen was something i had no idea existed oh. until i watched it i absolutely loved it and it sticks out in my mind so another one i really loved another one on my to-do list as well as i've got it but i haven't watched it yet it's delicatessen well now you know which ones to check out <laughs> that i do excellent excellent so Brian, what about you? It's it's been a while, but you were on for a good chunk of time, and surely there's some films that um, you discovered thanks to the show. Yeah, there there are two. Now that's I I took this to, in the most literal sense of a movie that I wasn't even aware of existing until it came up on the list. So uh, that made it a little more difficult. I was stumped, you might say. <laughs> but then I I thought of one that you guys all talked about and loved so much and I'd never heard of and watched it. It's a short film, Treevenge. Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so good. And uh, honorable mention to Bruno Mattai and Reb Brown with Robo War. Robo War. I don't, know how that, I don't know how that one had slipped through my grasp all those years, but I'd never even heard of it until we uh we did it for the uh, i think it was for the great italian ripoff episode yeah that's right and, yeah uh, man that movie is big dumb fun and now it's out <laughs> on blu-ray from severin so i'll be picking that up soon oh nice <laughs> nice yes <clears throat> okay well that leaves me and um and i think if i'm pretty sure it was brian that uh brought these films to the table i yeah. Two have more than one movie, but it makes sense why I have more than one movie. Because I'm including the entire Bloodthirsty trilogy as Hell my pick. Hell yeah. With yeah. Vampire Doll, uh, Lake of Dracula, and Evil of Dracula. Um, Toho Production doing a, a trilogy on vampire films in the vein of like British and American gothic horror. Dude, the I, Vampire Doll is fucking awesome. It's, they're all awesome. I mean, they're all awesome, but... Yeah, I think Vampire Doll might uh, be my favorite, clearly too. my favorite, but... Yeah. Oh, my God, it was good. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Yes, definitely. Thank you, Brian. Just like... I'll just do I, I, And I was thinking about this, too, when I... when I <laughs> This was literally the first one that popped in my brain, too, when I, <laughs> when I thought of this question. Yeah. And it just got me to thinking of, like... I, I love seeing movies... Like, you know, Toho, we all know the type of movies they usually make, and then they make something like this that has more of a British vibe to it. And I, I like it when other countries kind of, like, try to borrow from other countries and their, 
in their thing. And I really think maybe like uh, Asian cinema does it the best when they borrow from other cultures. Because like the Italians, it's pretty the Italians, they obviously rip off other cultures a lot in their cinema. What? The Last Shark is an original... <laughs> It's not so much borrowing as outright theft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when they do it, at the end of the day, it still looks and feels like yeah. an Italian film. That's true. You know, but watching these, other than the fact that the cast is all Asian, um, it ha- they definitely feel way more like British, like camera type stuff. Yep. So. Great trilogy. Thank you, Brian, for introducing me to these movies. I had to obviously pick up the Arrow um, release of it as well. I got that, finally. Yeah, I was really happy when that came out very shortly after we did that episode. Yeah, so, yeah. Because at, at, the, at the time, I had totally legal downloads of them. Right. Because you, them, because you just couldn't get them in the States at all. There was They'd never been on home video here before. And then... Uh, then we did that episode, and I finally got an excuse to watch them because I had been looking for them for years. And then, yeah, once you know it, Arrow was listening. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. I wonder. <laughs> sometimes I wonder if Aaron big Farrell fan of the show. To the show, because we'll mention an obscure title, and next thing you know, it comes out next week. It's out on Blu-ray. Sweet. Okay, so that's you know. Our favorite movies that was discovered through the show. <laughs> that leads us to the worst movie you've had to watch because of the show. Ugh, let the groans begin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to start with Andy because I I can pretty much guess what his is this since is I have to hear Oracle shit. Everybody knows what I'm going to say. Yep. yep, and it, it's it's one that I was sad I wasn't on the uh, around for because I, I had so mu- I had so much fun listening to the to the moans of sorrow in that episode. Oh God, I would I would rather have Rosie O'Donnell scream a play by play of her fucking menstrual cycle into my ears than watch this piece of shit again. <laughs> <laughs> and the movie uh, is like no one said the movie title yet. This is I don't I don't want to say it because it's just if I say it it might because it might appear. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let I'll let the listeners know it was episode one sixty eight, so you can all go listen to that episode. It might have been called Clowny Clown Clown. Is the name of the episode? Uh, might yeah. be the name of the episode. It's it's clowner guys. This this Woo! movie makes death laden egg look like fucking Citizen Kane. <laughs> I I was able to uh you know pause in the middle of this movie because I I thought I saw something and literally within the, it's a reflection shot and there's like two members of the crew sitting in the ice cream shop where like this big chase scene is happening and. <laughs> I could shit better dialogue. Um, uh, oh my god, I can't get. So what you're saying is you're not a fan. <laughs> uh, the the shit hit the fan. Okay, I mean it. This wow. movie's no good. It's no good, Mike. You done us wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. I did I'm, do you wrong on this one. Off at you. <laughs> 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 he is for real. Oh wow! Uh, I'll oh. make I'll make it up to you. I'll find something worse. 
No, <laughs> that challenge is not accepted. Uh, I I knew it was going to be there. I, I can't re- I can't really I can't really come up with like anything else to say about this because I'm really trying to forget about it. <laughs> like really, he's actively trying to forget. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm actively trying to remember. I'm actually causing myself trauma. His right therapist now. told him not to talk <laughs> about it anymore. The okay, okay. The only one redeeming <laughs> thing what? that I what? saw in this movie. There is one redeeming thing. There was. I'm a big jukebox fan, and there was a pretty kick-ass Wur- Wurlitzer jukebox in this ice cream shop where this clown was. You know, I don't know walking around like it was epileptic, but he came around the corner and I was just like, oh, that's a pretty sweet jukebox. That's one more uh, detail but, that he remembered than I did. So that's... But, well, that, well, I, I tried to find something positive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, in the midst of me wanting to commit Harry Carey watching this piece of shit, I had to find a reason to live. <laughs> like, like the sports announcer? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember it. Hey! Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, get on the moon is made cheese. Hey, Harry Carey would be, I figured, you know, being from Japan, you know, you'd know what that means. I'm not from Japan. I'm from well, Iowa. Coming from, coming from Japan. Sorry. I've, I've worked 12 hours. I'm fucking tired, guys. And I'm talking about a shitty movie. Um, uh, Harry Carey is uh, not, well, he is, was a sports announcer. With the Run DMC glasses and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Harry Carey is Romero glasses. Yeah, well, yeah that that too. Um, <laughs> but uh, Harry Carey is something when a samurai has disgraced himself and he commits suicide. He basically takes a takes a blade into his stomach and you know makes this shape of like uh, the uh, the pad of like an you know up down left right. You know he doesn't hit A B select start or anything but uh he goes you know up <laughs> down, you? Left. I, I i was kidding i know what <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, now, I, now our listeners know and they know you're and now they know you're a dick for making them go <laughs> <laughs> oh. they, they've known that for four years man <laughs> yeah, that's true all right, so uh, Jason, you can't say Clancher guys. It's been taken. I know. I had to, I, I wrote it first, obviously, just in case. But uh, I did come up with another one I didn't like so much. It's from episode one forty nine, uh, Hillbilly Horror, Jugface. I did not oh, like that. Yeah. I did not yeah, like sucks. it. I didn't like it, guys. I don't remember it at all. I'm totally blank on it. I, I do think Brian sucks. liked it, but gosh, I don't think I liked it. I mean, it's by no means one of my favorites, but yeah, hardly think it deserves to be mentioned in the same breath as Clowner, guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> nothing <laughs> deserves that. We'll admit it. That's true. But yeah, Chugface. Mm, okay, you don't even remember it. That's how I don't forgettable it was. Okay, uh, uh, Brian, what about you? <clears throat> It was one that I was going to have watched anyway, but I watched it specifically for the show for a year-end episode. Of all the horrible things Victor Salva has been convicted of, being a pedophile is only slightly worse than Jeepers Creepers 3. (laughs) Oh my god, it's so bad. You are right. Uh, Yeah. 
I just saw a, a headline the other day about a Jeepers Creepers 4, Mm-mm. and I don't oh, care. Uh-uh. I don't. That's how bad 3 was. 3 was so bad. I when After 2, I couldn't wait for another sequel. But I know. Talk oh, of yeah. a 4, and I'm like, I don't care anymore. Oh, I ain't you just away. You ruined it so much for me with part 3. I can't imagine the third one made any money back. No. Like, uh, I mean, unless it's becoming like a, a money laundering <laughs> scheme for the mafia to make Jeepers Creepers movies the way most Category 3 movies in Hong Kong are made, I, I, I don't understand how he could get funding, how he could convince someone that there needs to be another one of these and that investing in it is a good idea. Well, I have three words for you. Sci-fi, Sci-fi channel. Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, man. Good call, though. Yeah, that, that's a stinker. Yeah, I'm, I'm bummed I didn't put that on mine. It did make me think of another one, but I'll wait till the end. You know, any, any movie that has two solid films about this... Solid. Solid films about this mysterious creature who eats people, and then part three is about his truck, you know... <laughs> It's not going in a good direction. Well, you thought of something else? What'd you think of? I'll let everyone go first. Oh, okay. Tad, what do you got? Rat scratch fever. Yes! I thought you liked that. No. Shut on you. That oh. movie was awesome. Oh, yeah, it was Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I had a hard time getting through it. Uh-huh. That was bad. I was, like, looking back through the episodes we've done and trying to remember one that that I really just did not care for and that one was one of them. That was tough. Rushed out to Amazon Prime and watched more of that director's movies after that episode. You did, nice. <laughs> I knew what Andy's answer would be so I had to pick something else because obviously that one yeah. is at the top of the list. But uh, I don't care obviously. if it would have been everyone else's answer. I still would have said it. I don't give a shit. We I'm all want it to be our number one answer, <laughs> but Mike said we can't pick that one. So Yeah. Good pick. <laughs> you, all, you all got together and said, you know what Andy's going to say. So yeah. uh, <laughs> got to let Andy have that one. Yep. It's cathartic for him to get it out. Get it out of the system. All right. Well, for me... Um, I did a twofer, and they're both self-inflicted. They were ones that were that I watched, obviously for the show, but weren't part of like the theme of that show. Um, one of them is, uh, was, I think, was for one of the year enders, like two years ago, maybe, and that's Bye Bye Man. Oh, you hated that! Oh my god, uh. that movie offends me on every level. <laughs> offends you? Yes. <laughs> from the Oscar Mayer wiener looking demon dog to the oh it's just <laughs> to the the gaga goo goo dialogue <laughs> written by babies in the movie I mean the title alone bye bye man oh you know and then I watched this movie in hopes that it would have been a good insane's pick but it ended up being a piece of poop and that's Toxic Tutu that huh that well, it sounds like it'd be good. That mocky documentary about the guy who played Melvin in the first oh. Toxic Avenger. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's it's a piece of shit. Hmm. Like, yeah. <coughs> there people should be arrested for making that movie. Whoa. That's how bad it is. 
So what was your honorable mention, Ravager. Jason? What? Ravager. Oh, the last Phantasm? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was. I still haven't seen it. It's, you can it's skip so it. disappointing. It's it's like more disappointing to me than like Three from Hell. Maybe. I mean, it's it's so it's such a bummer, man. It some people have said they love it, but I was like, man, this is not. Right, I think Reeb's one of those weirdos. I'm one of those weirdos no, too. You're one of those. I'll, I'll totally go to bat for that movie. Dang, I well, just this is some podcast as well was that was going to bat for that movie that. In fact, I, I think it was number 10 on my 2016 best of list. Son of a... Oh, it was. <laughs> That's right. It totally was. Huh. Yeah, not so much me, though. <laughs> I, I love the I, first four movies so much. I was going to say, I wish, I wish I could, dude. I want to, but I can't. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, on that note... <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Bring the room down. Uh, let's let's get another voice. Let's take another voicemail. This one's from our good buddy, our brother in arms in podcast land, who's uh, who's been friends with us since the birth of this show. Um, from Land of the Creeps, right here on the PFPN. The oh, good old Greg Abortis. Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attack of the Killer Podcast. What's up, guys and gals? Greg Amortis here from Land of the Creeps Horror Podcast. Calling in for our buddies, Insane Mike. We love Insane Mike, Jason, Tad, Andrew, man. We love you guys over to Attack of the Killer Podcast. I just got to say congratulations on 200 episodes, man. You hit that milestone, and I'm so proud of you guys. Uh, going way back, I think, from the inception of Attack of the Killer Podcast, we've been family and we'll always be family, man. We appreciate you, and I hope that you keep pumping them out. Give us a million more episodes, and hope you guys are having a great new year. It's 2020. Let's hope that Attack of the Killer podcast, Land the Creeps, and, and all the prescribed film podcast network episodes are awesome as always. So we'll see you on the flip side. Greg Amortis from Land of the Creeps saying peace. Oh, <laughs> Greg is awesome. What a sweetie pie. That's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Good I don't guy. care what the rest of you say about him. I like him. Yeah. What? Huh? So, <coughs> 200 episodes. Right. We've done a lot of topics. A lot. Like 200 of them. Like, how Ish. do we still manage to keep thinking of freaking topics? That's, through the years, it's you've been, had moments of great worry. Yeah. And yet, there's, there's still, we're never going to run out. You might be scared that we are once in a while, but we're not going to run out. Well, if anything, this past year, year and a half has taught me is that, yes, we will never run out. Because there's been some really cool concepts and ideas that we've done just literally in this past year. Like um, uh, the unwrapping one is uh-huh. probably one of my favorites. Is More that your answer ones? officially? It's not my official oh, okay. answer. It's just from this past year, right? And, and I re-listened to that episode here um, over the past few days to prepare for this, and it's it's a fun episode. It's like a topic I think we should do again, definitely. Um, you know, but there's a lot of great, a lot of great topics like that. 
over the, you know. And there was cause for worry before because those first few years we were talking like a dozen movies an episode at least. Mm-hmm. So like there are a few years ago we're like we need to slow this down a little bit just to make sure we don't we don't end up talking about the same movies over, over and over and over, and over again. Yeah. Um, like the first year in high tension. <laughs> right. Every other every episode. Um so yeah, so yeah, so we uh, reformatted the show a bit over the past couple of years, and now we only talk about we we specifically pick three or four titles, and we specifically just talk about those, unless we do some kind of episode like the unwrapping where, you know, we each individually pick a title out of our collection or whatever. So with all these crazy topics that we've done, I I, I have often wondered, what is your guys's favorite topic that we've done for the show? So that's what we're going to talk about right now. Um, Tad, what has been your favorite topic that we've done for this show? Well, you stole my thunder because Unwrapped <laughs> I knew was it. my pick. Oh, are you kidding me? I'm sorry. No, but that's okay because I feel like um, I'm sort of patting myself on the back because I feel like I was the one that sort of pushed on that one. <laughs> it was yeah. your idea, yeah. I think it was your, yeah. And that one ended up being one of my favorites just because I, I like the idea of uh, unwrapping some of these movies and everybody... I think, if, as, if I remember, everyone sort of liked what they they watched. You know, we all liked... It was like a positive episode. It was like we are on the movie Defenders or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the most part, like, mine was that um, After Dark oh, yeah. movie. And it was okay. And that was just mediocre what? at best. It was okay. I mean, I was trying really hard to defend it during the conversation, but, you know, because it's... Because it's like an eighty slasher, without um, without any nowadays twist or gimmick to it. It just it's just, and I give it credit for that, but that's also kind of its downfall too. That it's just kind of generic. Yeah. But and I remember. Let's see. I'm trying to remember. Jason, yours was. Oh God! Oh shit! What was yours? Uh-huh. I know mine was mine was torso. Yours That's right. Torso, Taz so. was Exorcist Three. Exorcist Three. Shit. What was yours? I don't know. Damn it! I should have wrote it down because uh, I, I did just nope. listen, re-listen to that episode. Well, what was the concept? Did we even say that? The concept. Oh no, Ted. What was what was the concept of the great unwrapping? Well, we basically all, well, I mean, we all know that um, we have movies that have sat on our shelves. I mean, Andy's mentioned like three tonight yeah. that um, <laughs> he owned that I, he I has not watched. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we each picked one that has been sitting on their shelf collecting dust that we haven't watched that's sat in the shrink wrap. And we forced ourselves to break that seal and finally watch him. And I feel like we could do another six episodes of that yeah oh absolutely i've got so many Mm -hmm. so many of them that i've never watched especially if i like go to the thrift store and they're doing like a oh yeah like a a deal you buy 12 for however much 12 for 10 dollars or whatever so i'll just grab whatever to get that 12th one in but yeah. yeah, Weird Harold's Weird Harold's just had their like New Year's sale. It was buy one get one free, and I just didn't go. I'm like, I can't go. I'll come home with a bunch <laughs> of stuff. I don't. I won't watch. So, <laughs> cool. Uh, Andy, what has been your favorite episode we've done? 
Um, I kind of got two, and I I kind of feel like uh, a little bit like like Tad, even though I su- I suggested these. I just thought they were very fun uh, episodes. Uh, since his movies are just really fun and out there anyway, I really enjoyed doing the Frank uh, uh, Hen and Lauder. Oh yes, that yeah. was a great one. The Hen and Lauder uh, episode, uh, because I mean those were just three really great movies uh, between you know Frank and Hooker, Basket Case, and Brain Damaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, those so damn fun. And Brain, um, Brain Damage almost made my uh, list of like favorites for that you know from this podcast. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Um. The the other one and. Uh, since, you know, horror movie settings, you know, I mean, it's, you know, a lot of, a lot of it's, uh, you know, kind of redundant, you know, either it's like, it's a, it's a camp or it's high school or, you know, even, even in the hospital. But I like, I really liked our nautical nightmares one because, you know, a lot of them, you know, it's, it's not like on water. So, I mean, I just don't think that's, you know, you don't see a lot of those, you know, films in horror. And I, I really liked, you know, diving, <laughs> pardon the expression, diving into that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but, and I think that was, uh, you know, and the, and the film, I think just talking about it was more interesting than actually than the films that we saw really, uh, what was it? Uh, ghost ship. Um, uh, was it record four? Uh, what what was the other one, guys? Um, that one with like the sort of it's like the thing underwater. I forget what it was called, but like the the uh, Leviathan uh, or yes, yeah, okay. that's what I was thinking. Not like Deep Rising or it's one of those two. I always get the two confused, to be honest. In title, make it confused. I guess it doesn't matter, but um, those those were my two that I really dug. Nice, nice. Yeah, those are definitely good ones. And I, I always love when we do the directors, directors ones. I spend oh, yeah. a little extra time researching the director and the, 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 their <coughs> the filmography, and it's always directors that I really, really love their body of work anyway. So, uh, Brian, what about you? Uh, of the ones that you guys have done since I've been gone, uh, I really love the the collections episode. Oh yeah, that was the mm. one that, uh, listening to the whole thing, going, "God damn it! I wish I was." <laughs> They're talking about all my <laughs> plastic dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> of the ones uh, of the ones from my time on the show, uh, great Italian ripoff. Yeah, was awesome. That's just, I mean. That's like my bread and butter right there is Italian exploitation movies. So that one was a lot of fun. And the curse episode, or the curses, I guess. Because um, I, <laughs> I got to curate that episode for the most part. It was pretty much just an excuse to make everybody watch The Seventh Curse. Oh, yeah. I love that movie, and I was so excited to share it with everybody, and then everyone loved it, so that was great. Damn it, I forgot about that movie. That that might also be one of my favorites that discovered for the show. That movie's nuts. Yeah, that was good. I'm writing it down. <laughs> in my notes, even though we already talked about it, but I'm writing it down in my notes. 
Oh, those are good ones. Uh, Jason, what about you? Well, <coughs> excuse me. Getting over the plague here, sorry. Um, Brian kind of took my uh, one of mine, uh, The Collecting Horror, um, episode 172, for those of you who want to go back and check it out. Uh, we could do about 47 more of these. Yeah, we should do another <laughs> one of those. Because yeah. I don't know if you know this, but we all collect stuff, <laughs> and we can't stop. <laughs> no. I mean, we try, and we can't. Um, but uh, my backup is... And I'm gonna. We're going back in the before episode 100. Even there was a series we've done three of so far, which is kind of fun for me because I feel like I have a bunch in this category, and it's always fun to hear what everyone else has in this category. But the guilty pleasures series. We've um, oh. the first one we did was episode eight. I can't believe those Eight. are on your episode. That those are on your favorites list. Um, number two is number nineteen, and the third one we did was seventy four. So, the early days we haven't done one in a long time. Yeah, we should do so. another one. But why? What's wrong? You don't think I? Guilty pleasures. It's it's fun to talk about the embarrassing stuff. Well, guilty pleasure. If we do a guilty pleasures one now, it would mean <laughs> we would all have to watch the same movies. Oh. So you, it may ruin that for you. That's true, it could. <laughs> but but I, I haven't contributed to that, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, but those were really fun. I remember them being some of my favorites. My favorites are in the same vein when we would do, like, we only did a couple of them, and they're way older as well. I don't remember exactly when. I can tell you. When we did um, what I call the turkey episodes, where we would talk about bad movies. Yep, I almost put them on my list too. Really? It's just odd. I know because you you have such a dilemma with the concept of bad movies. Oh, well, yeah, trying to make you define it. <laughs> I don't need to define it. I know, I know oh, right. that they're awesome. Exactly. But yeah, I can't remember. Did we just call them the turkey episodes? I don't know. You yeah. oh, scrolled through the dinner. Listener. There was ninety-one. Was a turkey dinner? Oh, okay. They were always right before. Oh, there's the another one. Turkey 117 dinner. was another one. Okay. Like like Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah, and well not necessarily Thanksgiving themed, just <laughs> movies about just movies about uh or movies that are bad. Bad uh, bad movies. And so That's like a turkey. Yeah. Movies a turkey. I know, I'm just messing around. I just was trying to work <laughs> the, you know, the the line "gobble gobble motherfucker," and <laughs> ah. which or is the best nice just... tits, bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the one liner, the one liner for that are... film. Oh my, yeah, it's gold, man. It's awesome. The so, sequel got a little too up its own ass, but the first one is a lot of fun. So yeah, we may do another one of those because it's been forever, and I just love I love bad movies and love talking about them. So I. I loved those episodes, but at the same time, I had a problem. It's like, what? These are the movies that I think are good. <laughs> so, exactly. The, the whole thing of like guilty pleasures and like I don't like that term either because if you like it, then it's good to you. Why, you know, yeah, I don't. I don't feel guilty about anything. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't feel guilt. Yeah. 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 Or here. our guilty pleasure. Yeah, I don't feel guilt. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like you should feel guilt, but it's a chance for <laughs> us to talk about films that aren't. 
mainstream horror, you know. Yeah. They're definitely off the radars from left field and yeah. stuff to I feel I feel like a properly guilty episode for this would be like would just be like terms of endearment and steel magnolias. Yeah, no shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> horrific. Uh, all right, so so yeah. I've been doing this a long time. Jason and I have been here since the beginning. But throughout the years we've we've had different other co-hosts throughout the years and so um, my next question is is what was your first episode of Attack of the Killer podcast? Um <clears throat> we'll start we'll start with Brian since he goes further back. Brian, what was your first episode? My first episode on as a guest after leaving a couple of voicemails was uh, the Freaks and Mutants episode. Oh, cool. Half of which got deleted. <laughs> if you go back and listen to it, it's only half an episode. It picks up in the middle of talking about Freaked, I think. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, uh, but in, in that episode, we ended up talking about movie novelizations, because Justin Beam was on that one, too. And you brought up Jaws the Revenge, mm-hmm. Mike, talking about how it, it adds the voodoo stuff from the original script back in and all that. And Justin offered to loan it to you. Well, the last time I was at Half Price Books in Cedar Rapids, I huh. bought a copy of Jaws the Revenge, which is Justin's copy. So that all comes full circle. That's now in my collection. And, awesome. and you're still welcome. And you're still welcome to borrow it if you would like. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, my first episode. Hmm? Oh, this no, it's personal. Yeah. But my first episode as a as like a full fledged official co host was the technological horror episode. We talked about evil speak and I don't know. We're on a blank as to what some of the other ones were, but I definitely remember talking about Evil Speak. Yeah. Oh, Evil Speak's so good. I got that Blu-ray. It's a good one. But yeah, anytime Clint Howard is the star of your movie, you know, <laughs> I'm there. Ice Cream Man. Exactly. Okay, so then next would be Tad. What was your first episode of Attack of the Killer podcast? My first episode, I believe, after looking through the archives, was 135 Cannibals on August 3rd. It was released August 3rd, 2017. Oh, man, we we dove right into Cannibals, huh? Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty surprised that it went that far back. Like, I can't believe I've, you know, 135. Like, I'm almost there for halfway now. Nice. Yeah. And uh, And what date was that? August of 2017. Wow. Damn. That's awesome. And that's what's funny is when I said Delicatessen would come back up, that was one of the ones, that was one of the movies on that episode. And oh, that's right. That ended up being one of my favorites I was introduced to. Cool. Right off the bat. Nice. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because of that, you know, I have this, uh, like, fond memory of it. Like, But I, I honestly, that movie did really surprise me, you know, so... I'm trying to remember what else was on it. I know that uh, the Donald Pleasance Death Line, the cannibal movie, was the, one of the other ones. Oh, I mean, yeah. There was, mm-hmm. Raw, meat. raw Meat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was one more. I can't remember. Was that the one we did Cannibal Holocaust on? Maybe. 
because I know we did that on one of them, and uh, not everyone was aware of what they were getting into. <laughs> <laughs> There's always someone not ready. Yep. <laughs> All right, Andy, what was your first? Um, my first uh, episode as a guest is the one that I can remember. I, I don't know what uh, number it was, and then I think I was part of the crew uh, immediately following this one, but my first episode was actually a commentary, and uh, Tad invited me along to watch uh, the remake of Piranha. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Boobs, ring fish, rames. yeah, boobs, fishes, ring rames, you know. One sixty four. Right out of the right out of the gate, we got um, a flair for your impre- <coughs> impersonations. Okay. Get, get, your, get your ass out the water. <laughs> <laughs> a strange episode because I don't believe Jason was on. Correct. Nope, that's, that's right. Correct. One of the few. You were not on, and my friend Adam had joined, but he probably said like four words during the entire commentary. <laughs> yeah. And I think they were like, hi, my name's Adam. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. I almost said more than he did. Yeah. So, Jason. Yeah, that's me. We've been there since the beginning. Did you have any notes for this question? Just, I just, you know, the first episode we did, we, we called it Favorites. Yep. You know, let's make it as generic as possible. <laughs> um, and it showed because it was probably a five-hour episode. It was long, yeah. The I went first... back and listened to it. Did you? Uh-huh. Oh, that's painful. Yeah. Well, it's that's still good. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course What's it was. What's also awesome is, like, as many things have changed throughout the years of the show, I didn't realize we've had the theme song since the beginning. Yep. I didn't realize we had the it all the way beginning. back to episode one. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, do you remember the favorites? I wrote this down. Um, well, I'm sure I talked about Chainsaw. I'm sure you talked about Dawn of the Dead. Yep. Um, Flyboy was one of the original hosts. and He would have done Halloween. He was Halloween. Joe would have picked The Thing. Nope. 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 High tension. <laughs> nope. Definitely no. Oh. Evil Dead was Joe's. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Justin's was the thing. Ah. Yeah. And you spent a good chunk of the time picking on Joe, making fun of Kurt Russell. Right, because I had a thing with Kurt for a long time. Yeah. And Justin kept bringing up how he thought the episode was going to be about the Golden Girls. Right, right. So, so yeah, it's it's still a good episode. It's still fun. Now, have your tastes changed at all? Would you still say Texas Chainsaw is your favorite movie? Absolutely. Okay. Not just because of uh, being s- stubborn, but no, it it has it stayed there. Well, I don't know. I kind of felt like there for a while the thing was going to take over first place for you. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. You know, our top five is about fifteen films that rotate. Yeah. Always, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so the things the things been it probably plenty of times. I, the Exorcist gets there for me a lot too. It's a really close top three, and oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, but it's hard not to. I just have to hear it or see any of it, and it's like boom, f- fucking favorite. Yeah, same here. Dawn of the Dead has not changed, and will probably never change. Um, oddly enough, though. 
and you could probably attest to this too, it's not the movie I would say I've watched the most. And I almost thought about yeah. that could have been a fun question, but I didn't think about that till like a day or two ago. How many times do you think you've watched it since then? Was that? How many times do you think you've watched it since then? I couldn't even honestly tell you the last time I did watch it. It's been a while. That's See, I can say at least once a year for me. I just I get in Chainsaw. fear of movies that I really, 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 really like. I'm burning out on them by watching them too much. Don't give me that look. No, I give this you the who I am. Maniac's face. Maybe we should do like a comfort food film episode. You know, what's your comfort food uh, horror film? But you don't. But you don't worry about that with Neon Maniacs. I don't. And I was gonna say. So I would guarantee <laughs> at this point in my life, I've probably watched Neon Maniacs more than Dawn of the Dead. I, I would believe that. But the thing is, is nine times out of ten, when I'm watching Neon Maniacs, it's it's a it's a bedtime movie. Movie but I'm do you really to. think Dawn of the Dead's your favorite then? If you it don't really is my favorite. See, you can't do that. It's still what, my question favorite. You? Uh-huh. It's still my favorite because I don't watch it all the time. That doesn't make sense. Totally makes sense. It's like a song you really like, and you listen to it a thousand times, and then you hate that so song. Because it's so fucking good. No. You want to savor it, you know? No. Repetition. No. Repetition ruins things for me. No. I, not true. You just, you're going to put a, on Neon Maniacs tonight. You get, you've done a podcast 200 times. <laughs> you I mean, it's, but it's not the same episode every single time. Okay. What are you so afraid of? If you think it's so good, why are you afraid to watch it? Uh, now you're just, you afraid now it's going to slip? It. Let's take another call. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear from another alumni here on the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. Scott from the Movie Defenders has this to say. Hey everybody, it's Scott with the Movie Defender Podcast from the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, wishing the Attack of the Killer Podcast happy 200th episode in nearly a decade of doing this. That's crazy. Uh, Earlier this year, we made a kind of a tough decision to leave our old podcast network and head over here uh, to Prescribed Films, but we are wildly glad that we did. Uh, We feel like our show fits in Uh, quite well with the network, and I feel like we found a home, and that's due in large part to uh, everybody at the Attack of the Killer show. I was uh, uh, pleased to be part of uh, a show not too long ago, although they did make me watch Stay Alive, which I'll forgive them for someday. Uh, uh, And uh, you guys were uh, over on our show to review It Chapter 2. Uh, our show tends to uh, do more, I don't know, popular releases, I guess, movies that that a lot of people, I guess, get to. Uh, and obviously in the horror genre, there was nothing bigger uh, in 2019 than, than It Chapter 2. It was an awesome show. It's one of our most downloaded shows of the year. I think it's in the top three. It's not even close. Uh, and thanks, everybody, for helping do that. It was fantastic, even though uh, Tad wasn't on the show to uh, rip the movie to shreds. That's fine. We didn't miss him. No, guys, thanks so much for not only welcoming the Movie Defenders into the network, uh, but being part of our show, letting me be a part of your show. Happy 200th, uh, and here's to 200 more. Hopefully, we're with the network for quite some time, uh, and hopefully uh, things don't go anywhere uh, now that we've finally found our home. So thanks, guys. Thanks for making us part of your family. Thanks for coming in and being part of our show. Congrats on an amazing achievement. Uh, we just crested 50, so uh, if we stick with it and keep our nose down, 
uh, to the grindstone. Maybe we'll get to 200 someday. So thanks, guys. Congrats, and uh, have a great show. Uh, thank you, Scott. That's awesome. We love your show, and that was and it was awesome being on your show to discuss it. It was. Can't that wait was to fun. do another it one. It was fun. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. Okay, so now at this point, when I was putting together this episode, I started having a hard time coming up with questions. No. (laughs) Much like, at times, I have a hard time coming up with topics for the show. So I figure I'll kill two birds with one stone, I'll do a really bad question, and also... You know, figure out the next several episodes of the show by asking you guys what topics do you want us to do oh on Attack of the Killer gosh. Podcast? What would you like to hear? Jason, do you have something? I don't know. I think, oh, Brian stepped in the shower there for a second. I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing? It's got well, a lot of room noise there for a second. Well, uh, I had a hard time with this one. I didn't know what to put necessarily. It just made See, it's me. It's not th- easy, is it? Well, I went more. I didn't. I didn't think about like actual specific topics to keep you from having to do your job. <laughs> I thought more of like in general for the podcast and like uh, maybe maybe some things we could do more of. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not worried about. I, or I'm not. I, I put down maybe more celeb guests beyond the show. Mm, we haven't and, done that in quite a while. And then I, I'm like, I'm, I don't know how much I care about that. So that's know? my thing. I don't think uh, we've ever really cared about it. And if we do, we want them to be participate in on the topic the and not have the topic be them. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way I feel like I would want to do it, not yeah. to just be an interview thing, but on the show and talk about these three movies we're going to talk about too and why you like them or don't like them which is in the which is kind of like the joe dante podcast yep they specifically refuse to talk about their their guests body of work sometimes they still get into it but it's all about the shows that 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 guest likes and and the guest kind of comes up with the topic and, and they're talking about and, movies within that and I, topic and i think there'd be plenty of celeb guests that would like to do that and not just sure pimp their shit but yeah. well you know haven't really pursued it a lot but maybe maybe it could so that was something i put on the list yeah for I, possible I, things in that. the future yeah what do you guys think about that would you or you just want to sounds good man you don't care yeah uh, as long as it's a uh, Name I can pronounce and not say Ralph instead of That's, Rolf. That has nothing to do with some future questions. What? Like the I, dog that plays the piano? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, with that smart aleck comment, Andy, what's, <laughs> what, what, what's the topic uh, you'd like just to tackle? Um, I don't, I'm not entirely sure if you guys have covered some of these topics. I mean, I would like to see an, uh, an animation episode. Animated films. I th- uh, I thought about doing that um, probably about a year ago, and then when I was sitting down doing research, I couldn't find very many films outside of Japanese anime, and I didn't want it to be all Japanese anime. Well, I've already got one. I got dibs on heavy metal. Oh, that would be a good one. You you can't tell me that that's not horror, man. Especially Paranormal. that. Yeah, we could go that route too. Bring you know some of the. 
um, more family friendly ones. And but anyway, yeah. There's so anim- Soul what? Station, that sequel to. We did that one on. We did. Oh, we did that yeah. already. Yeah. Anyway, get with it. Sorry, maybe I wasn't there. I did. I do have another one, and because yeah, and I don't know if you've uh, tackled her yet, but she was like a very, very interesting lady and a very kind woman, and she's no longer with us. But we could do uh, three films on Ingrid Pitt. Oh, that would be cool. You know, you got vampire lovers, you got Countess Dracula, you got the freaking Wicker Man for crying out loud. I mean, that's yeah. You know, you could that that could be a great episode, in my opinion. Mike did tackle her once. That was why the, the restraining order. <laughs> well, he probably broke her hip because I mean, she's, that's probably why she's in the grave, you know. Uh, is that all you got, Andy? But yeah, yeah, those were those were my two ideas. Those are good ones. So I like them. Not enough to write them down, but he's what? Uh, yeah, just kidding. It's not like we have a, we don't have a recording of all these ideas. Yeah, he Okay, and uh, all right, Tad, what about you? I already actually mentioned mine earlier, but um, <laughs> we could do unwrapped like once every six months and be good for the next couple of years. So, oh uh, yeah, or maybe every every other month we could do one and be good. But I I want to yeah. do another one of those. I really like those, and I really like the uh, years. I like the ones where the movies the theme is very loose. Where uh, the movie, because I'm not dogging our own podcast, but I'm saying sometimes <laughs> when you're watching like three movies that are closely related, yeah. uh, you're you're comparing them to each other rather than just compare, just enjoying them as movies. Where it's like I feel like on the unwrapped ones, they have nothing. The movies really don't have any kind of theme connecting them, so I'm just enjoying them on their own. You know what I mean? Absolutely. No, I get that. Maybe 100%. I consume them differently if I'm compare. Like I feel like if I'm watching three, the same theme, I'm instantly picking a favorite, uh, least favorite, and one I in the middle. You know, I'm almost ranking them when I shouldn't. I'm just doing it subconsciously. Yeah. Cool. So, speaking of unwrapped, I did figure out what my. Oh, what was yours? Was you, on the the signal. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm looking at a big stack of Blu-rays right now, and some of my what? Christmas. That I, I open and watch mine immediately every time I get a new movie. Yeah, whatever. You're so full of shit. I, I am I so like full a, of shit. <laughs> I have a reserve stack like sitting that sits on the floor <coughs> because I feel like if it's in the way, and uh, like I, I hate having stuff sit on the floor, have a mess. So if I sit these on the floor, I'm going to get to them. But. Um, those have been sitting on the floor since God knows how long because yeah. I have. The Bava box that's been there since we watched Black Sunday. So uh, that's a good plan, but man, I'd want to put them away so they're in the shelf. <laughs> oh, I don't know luckily, how you do I it. don't have a, any goddamn room on my shelf, so I can't really uh. do much with them. <laughs> I I took them off the shelf, put them on this pile, and then I replaced them on the shelf with other <laughs> So the shelves have been filled, so there's no option to go back to the shelf. Dang it! I definitely have some unshelved piles sitting around from Black Friday this year. Yeah, that, that may be a little out of control. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good problem. No. Yeah, thanks vinegar syndrome. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's mostly whose fault it is too. <laughs> Heck of a sale. All right, Brian. What about you? What would you like to see us do? 
Well, what topic would get you back on the show? On this sh- <laughs> Every time you, since I started, you fuckers have been teasing me with doing a Japanese horror episode, yeah. and that never happened. Oh, that's right. I should. Yeah. I'd get them back. <laughs> I wrote it down. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> Would it be like even worse if we did it and didn't have you on? That, yeah, I would be very sad. <laughs> but could you? But even could we finally get to it and don't mention it to you? <laughs> don't even mention it's it about, once. It's about how I expect that. To just open, just open up Stitcher. You know, it automatically downloads all the shows I'm subscribed to, and I'm just looking through the list of new episodes. What the fuck? Yeah, let's just fu- slaps you right in the face. <laughs> let's fuck with them. Let's put the title J Horror, but it's all movies that begin with the letter J. Yeah. Yeah, but could you even narrow it down to three or four? Like that's oh, half yeah. the challenge. It's actually Jamaican horror, as well. Right near the beach. <laughs> Light of the, Night of the Living Dead, jerk chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, I'd like to do some more directors' episodes. But I want to do a little more deeper cuts, maybe like a Herschel Gordon Lewis or. Did we already do that? Did we do a Herschel? Yeah. Yes, we did. In fact, that's yep. uh, in one of my responses to a question for later. Damn. Well, but that's just an example. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe like an Andy. Maybe, maybe like Frank Hanelotter. Oh, wait, we did that too. Or George Romero. Oh, wait, we did two of those. Um. Like an Andy Milligan mo- uh, episode or something, you know, something a little, something a little weirder. I would fucking love to be around for an Andy Milligan episode just to hear everyone's reactions to watching uh, those movies. That's why we haven't done it yet. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right. Okay. Should I? It's coming back. Okay. Okay, so um, so with that said, you know when we do our topics, and you know a lot of times it's, you know we we tackle a lot of sub genres or even what I would say sub 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 genres of films, um, which poses the questions like, what are you guys' favorite sub genres in horror? It's too hard. It's too hard, huh? Well, I don't. I've never. Never picked one before. <coughs> sure. I don't. I didn't know. I don't have a go-to like you do. I mean, you have a list of thirteen subgenres and that you love, but like your favorite subgenre. How do you pick that? I suppose y'all did. Well, it's tough. Yep. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, well maybe these pants. guys will give you some ideas then. Kay. So we'll start with Tad then. What do you got? Christmas horror. I fucking love Christmas horror. You do. Uh, That's a good one. Oh man, like it it to me I I don't know if it's because of the the big uh major contrast between like bright lights, cheer and blood and guts or uh I think it also has to do with like I have a hard time when Halloween is over um <coughs> ex- accepting that. Like yeah. <laughs> everybody, you know, as a horror fan, you just love Halloween because everybody's celebrating the things you love that you you celebrate all year. But they're, <coughs> it's like ramped up, it's hyper, you know. It's uh, 
like awesome everything everybody's sort of in the mood and uh, when november 1st comes it's sad so it's like how do i continue this and i and lately last couple of years i've been really good at just getting over it and just sort of saying you know every day is halloween if you say it is if you just enjoy horror and you do a horror podcast and you watch horror movies all the time it doesn't matter that you know halloween's over but um christmas horror sort of helps with that for me because it's like there's probably there's it's one of the biggest subgenres. It's huge. I mean, yeah. For such a specific thing, there's probably three or three to five new Christmas horror movies that come out every season. Mm-hmm. It's and, kinda, you know, it's, there's so many good ones too. Kind of seems like over the past ten to fifteen years or so, it, the Christmas horror scene has really exploded. Like you're right, like two or three a year. There was probably a time there though that was there was very little. Um, in that category, but nowadays, it's, yeah. Do you what are some of your favorites in that? Yeah, in that genre. Well, I I sort of have like a stack that I go to, and every year I add a few to it. Um, but I would, you know, the Silent Night, Deadly Night one and two, I absolutely love. Uh, Black Christmas is probably my favorite. Um, oh. Krampus, I love. Santa Sleigh, I love. Nice. Um, uh, newer one. Um, oh man, now I'm gonna draw a blank on it. Um, better watch out. Mm-hmm. That one's really good. Yes, rewatch really that good. right before Christmas again this year, and um, it, I liked it even more this time, <laughs> and I freaking loved it the first time. So, uh, <laughs> such a fun movie. Um, now is your I, next? Is that during Christmas too? Your next? No, that's more. It's not even technically Thanksgiving, but a lot of people watch it around Thanksgiving because oh, it's like okay. family, family gathers and eats a meal together. But no, it's not. And I, I sort of draw the line on some of them, like you know the whole. I'm not saying Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. We're not going to go into that discussion. But um, <laughs> I you. like them when they are sort of specifically relate to the season. You know what I mean? Oh. And uh, like Gremlins, I, obviously a great one. Yeah. Um, oh, I watched, Dial Code Santa Claus is a new favorite. Fucking love it. Which one? Uh, Dial Code Santa Claus. Oh, that's yeah. I've been hearing a lot of talk on that one this year. I but watched like Hit uh, Shutter. Oh. I watched uh, Invasion USA recently and realized that that's actually a Christmas movie because it takes place during the Christmas season. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Chuck Norris in a Canadian tuxedo cannot be fucked with. <laughs> I think I think uh, Bloody Disgusting like this year put out a like comprehensive list of like three hundred Christmas horror movies and uh, wow I I was like oh this is great and then I start reading through it and I'm like there's just too much trash in this like I there's a lot of garbage yeah yeah there's a, you know it be, it, 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 just like every subgenre when it becomes popular it gets flooded with no budget crap that goes straight to video or straight to streaming now and you have to sort of shuffle through it but there's you know there's some really great stuff out there do you like and rare exports i love rare exports Good, uh, me too. yeah i saw that one probably the year it came out i have it on dvd and i wish i had the blu-ray because it's such a gorgeous movie and so weird there's one called uh saint nick saint. or it's like Sint. oh yeah Sint. Mm-hmm. yep uh-huh yeah, and uh, I picked good. that one up at Family Video. Like when they have their big sales, it's like you know they basically come out to a dollar fifty each, like two for three dollars or something. I picked that one up just because I love Christmas horror and uh, watched Red, that one. It's a, it's a blast. Red Christmas with uh, D. Wallace. See, I didn't like that one all that much. I hated. I thought that. it was 
See, I didn't. I didn't mind it. I thought. I thought it was okay. Yeah, not 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 on my list, but one of my favorites is a Cadaver Christmas. And I need to see that. I haven't seen it. It's in my uh, Amazon wish list, but is it streaming anywhere? Do you know of? I'm pretty sure it's on Tubi. Okay. Oh man, because so I, I watched Tubi, it. Yep. I watched it this holiday season, and I watched. I didn't even. I, I watched it on whatever service had it. Oh, it is Tubi. Yeah, okay. I can only borrow my copy too if you want. But... That's true. I have two copies. You yep. can borrow. <laughs> um, I always go back to uh, the Tales from the Crypt episode with mm. the Santa. You know that breaks in. There's a classic one, and then the updated one, and, and all through the house. Yeah. There was and the uh, Twilight Zone episode, uh, Meek, uh, Night of the Meek, I think is what it's called, or yeah. Well, we have to Go say, ahead. A Cadaver Christmas was directed, written, directed by original Attack Origi- of the Killer podcast member Joe, Joe Zerrell. Yeah. So, got to pimp our buddy. <laughs> well, I, 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 you it's know, I, watch, I try to watch it every year, and. I freaking just love it more and more every year. Like unbiasedly, it's good. Unbiased, you're right. Unbiasedly, well, when we saw it, we saw that's how we met Joe was because of that movie. Yeah, we both had movies at the Cedar Rapids Independent Film Festival that year, and he had his poster in the lobby, and the poster caught my attention. I'm like, Jason, we should check this out. That that's the first time we I think in, in Cedar Rapids Independent Film Festival history that we made sure we watched both screenings. Oh yeah, I loved it so much the first time I couldn't wait to watch it again. And we watched both screenings of that movie that weekend. And we begged him to be on our podcast. Yep. Um, but there was one that was submitted to uh, Halloween Plus a couple years ago, Ted. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Um, Good Tidings. Mm-mm. They got a release too. And yeah, it's well, and it's be. on Tubi as well. Um, it's, it's pretty kick ass. It's really good. I think it's a British film. It's not an American film. Everybody has accents, but uh, <laughs> um, it's a it's a trio of killer Santa Clauses in this one, and it, it it's the Santa Clauses are awesome. And it's pretty good. It's a it's a fun movie. Definitely check that one out. Excellent. All right, so uh, Tad, what's your favorite subgenre? Just said Tad. Or I mean, uh, Andy. <laughs> oh, oh man. Um, well, I'd probably have to say it's like uh, I want to say I, I really want to say camping, but that's like really, really broad because you know between Sleepaway and and Friday and, and the Burning, but. Um, I really, really enjoy the mall movies. You know, uh, Dawn, uh, Chopping Mall, Night of the Comet. I dig those. Oh, man, I love Night of the Comet. So good. That's one that needs to be on Unwrapped for me, because I have yet to see it. Oh, yes. See? That's what I'm saying. Excuse to watch it again. Never seen Night of the Comet, Ted? Nope. Wow. It's just one of those ones I never got to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you'd enjoy it. I, it's a, it's a, it's oh, a good movie. So good, so good. I'm sure, I would. I you mean, thinking... I... sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah. There's not really. I mean, it's just uh, there's so much in, and I think it's more of like an. It's obviously more of like an '80s thing because I don't think a lot of uh, horror uh, 
mall movies were made in the 90s, at least none that I can think of at this point. Uh, But it's more of like a 70s, uh, 80s thing. And, And it's more... I think it's more of a nostalgic vibe for me because I love seeing the old arcades and the old, um, you know, uh, music stores and stuff like that. And just seeing all the old product that I wish, you know, I could go back and, you know, own and, and stuff like that. I mean, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it may be, it may be, I think nostalgia has got a lot to do with it, you know, cause you know, you, you're seeing, film, you're seeing stores like licorice pizza, you know, it's just like, man, to go back in there and just actually buy a, an original pressing of a vinyl record, you know, instead of like this newly pressed stuff. And of course it's nice. Don't get me wrong, but, um, seeing all the old video games and stuff like that. And, you know, simpler times, I guess. I mean, probably not really simpler, but you know, everybody still has problems, but you know, just, Going to the movie and getting a corn dog, you know, stuff like that. Just the the whole the whole mall scene. I think I I dig that. It's good. Well, all right. I guess I'll go next. Uh, I think I'm gonna. I don't. Um, I'm gonna cheat. No, I'm not gonna cheat. But like, I guess uh, my favorite subgenre. Maybe you'll call it cheating, but I'm gonna say. A24 horror. Eh? Eh? Does that count? You could say, like, um... That's RT, a company. I know. House horror. Okay, but, yeah, that's that's fair. But listen, but I... I'm gonna, I'll list off... I'll list off some titles, and I fucking love everyone. Here we go. Hole in the Ground. Killing of a Sacred Deer. The Witch. Black Coat's Daughter. Green Room. The Monster... Oh, yeah. Slice. I know Ted didn't like it, but I liked it. Under the I Silver Lake. I didn't hate it. Oh. Tusk. Life After Beth. Under the Skin. Come on, these are all fucking awesome. Midsummer. Midsummer and Hereditary. I like Lighthouse. Put, it comes at night. I love them all. I will put the. I'll, I will put Green Room up against any, any. thriller. Any thriller. That's come out within the past ten to fifteen years. Bring it on, right? And Jesus. I mean, it, it's that good. Green it's Room that good. is exception. It's exceptional. It's just, it's just that good of a movie. Yeah, it made it on my top twenty of the twenty or top, yeah, top twenty of the twenty tens, two thousand tens. Yeah, so I, uh, I guess if you. If I can't call it A24 horror and have to call it art house horror, then I guess that would be my favorite subgenre. Artsy farty. And, and what and what uh-huh. is that? And what is that movie? It's just it's it's a it's like four or five kids in a room just freaking out. I mean, essentially trying to get out of a room. <laughs> Uh, and and it and it's and they pull it off just so damn well. And speak Patrick about Stewart, speak of pulling it off when that fucking hand comes back in. Oh, I can't, I can't even describe how real it fucking looked. Oh and it, god, it's the most graphic thing I've ever seen. What's he? He's got a like a box cutter or not like a what is it like a utility knife? Isn't he like gouging him in the arm with it or something? Or yeah. Oh, oh my God! Good Lord! Have hanging. you seen the Mondo? Po- the Mondo poster so perfect. It is. Uh, it's it's just like an arm that's cut into the Black Flag logo. 
and it yep. just, you know it had in the uh, black flag font that everybody knows you know it says green room what a genius idea genius and and it's like photo it looks like it's photocopied like a punk flyer it's just it oh, hits cool. every, yeah really mm. really just a smart simple design yeah kind of like a smart simple movie that it is yeah, yeah. absolutely so i love yeah. it all and, and- and Patrick Stewart acting like a prick, you know, you don't, you don't think you're going to buy it, but he pulls it off too, you know? I mean, uh-huh. just... Rest in call- peace, Anton Yelkin. Yeah, yeah, he was so good. Why, did, why did you do this to us, Picard? <laughs> it's not even cool, man. It's not cool. We trusted you. I'm supposed to sit down and have some Earl Grey. The fuck? Fucking Nazi punks. <laughs> Well, all right, maybe we'll throw it back over to Brian. What's your favorite subgenre? You had to narrow it down. Oh, that's easy. Monster movies. Monster. Anything with a monster in it, I will sit down and watch. And I will forgive a lot of shit for a cool monster, too. I've sat through a lot of garbage movies just because I love the monster. Like Jeepers Creepers 3? Uh, <sighs> yeah, but I'm never going to go back to it. <laughs> But for movies like Scared to Death and Sinjinor, I'll go back. Like, I own those, and I'll go back and watch them again. And I've seen them more than once already. And they're not very good, but they got great monsters. Now, it's the same monster, but... Now, does the, can the monster actually be, like, you know, indigenous to, like, well, you know, this planet? I mean, is... Oh, is of course. Gonna, like, like a, yeah, like Crawl. I mean, that's... Yeah, that I mean, I I guess animal attack movies could maybe be considered like a sub sub genre of monsters, maybe. But yeah, but yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, because I've got like the legend problem. of, I've got like the legend of Boggy Creek, you know, uh, coming in the mail, and I've yet to see that, and I want to. Oh, know. you are in for a fucking treat, my man. That is a great movie. Yeah, I love I've been, Boggy Creek. Yeah, I was. I've been gunning for that, so I was just like, I got. I I want to. I want to sit down and and see that. Really so did, and it's too bad you didn't get to see it while uh, Shutter still had the rights to it. Yeah, Joe because Bob. that was the fir- one of the first uh, the first movies marathon. To, or the first marathon when Joe Bob came back. Oh, and Shutter has since lost the rights to it because. Because they're owned, I think the rights are still owned by Charles B. Pierce's widow, and there's a new 4K restoration coming out that's going to be doing some theatrical touring. Oh, my. Um, in fact, they're going to be showing it at the uh, the Vandergrift Drive-In, or the, what's the name of the drive it's, it's in Vandergrift, Pennsylvania, but there's a drive-in out there that some friends of mine go to every year. They do a thing called April Ghoul's Day, where they show, <laughs> four, like, it's it's a Friday and Saturday night, so each night they show four monster movies, and one of the nights they're showing the 4K restoration of how that's going to look on a drive-in screen. I don't know if that's going to matter so much if it's 4K or not, but Nancy and Legend of Boggy Creek at the drive-in, that's like... It's natural habitat, much like the swamps of Folk, Arkansas, are the natural habitat of the Boggy Creek creature. <laughs> Have well, you seen from what Mystery, that... huh? Have you seen the sequel to it? There's a great Mystery Science Theater episode for Boggy Creek too. I I have not. I'm going in, I'm going into this blind. I just know just I just know the uh, I don't really even know what what it's about. I just know that a lot of people have said 
you know, they, they really dig this film and that's how I want to, that's how I want to go into it. I don't want to know, I want to go in blind and just, you know, sure. in, enjoy it. I mean, I, I won't tell you anything about the movie then. I will just say that there is a good reason that that is the movie that kicked off the Sasquatch exploitation craze of the <laughs> 70s. <laughs> Sasquatch, uh, speaking of uh, Sasquatch movies, have you, in, uh, I know it's a little, little. We're getting a little off subject, but I no. Have you, Sasquatch you guys movies seen? are monster movies. Yeah. We are bang on topic. Okay, all right. <laughs> cool. uh, I re- not long ago I watched uh, Willow Creek, and I I thought that was okay. Not yeah. you don't really see the monster much. It's more of like a mind, you know. Screw and you know, it's a Bobcat Goldthwait movie, which is crazy. All right. Uh, but um, yeah, I was wondering, have you and you guys? I'm, I'm assuming you know Brian's seen it, but uh, have any of you guys seen that? Mm-mm. I sadly yeah. have not. Did, you didn't watch that for the because one of the very first episodes I was on was a Bigfoot episode, and we covered that movie then. We did that one and exists. Oh and yeah, that was good. Yeah, exists is fantastic. If you want a great Bigfoot movie, it's made by um, Eduardo Sanchez, the guy who made the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. It's another like found footage type Bigfoot flick. That one's great. Like even better than Willow Creek, I think. Abominable well, Bob, Yeah. Bobcat Goldthwait did a show um, on like, I think it was on real TV or true TV last year or 2018 now, I guess, so two years ago um, <coughs> in like July and through August. Uh, every, it was a weekly series, like hour long episodes called Misfits and Monsters. And each one told a different story about a misfit or a monster, and it was fantastic. And it was <laughs> hilarious, but also had a lot of horror stuff to it. I wonder if that's streaming anywhere. I would like to check that out. I haven't had cable in forever, but... And, like, each episode, like, the weekly episode featured, like, sort of one big-name celebrity you might recognize. Or not really big-name, but, like, cult, maybe. They had, like, Seth Green on episode, and... uh um, trying to think of who else, but a lot of funny comedians, and uh, is I think maybe eight episodes long. It was really good, and I'm sort of bummed it hasn't come back yet. But I don't know if it's going to be. But it was really good. Thinking of Joe Bob stuff, I've heard that they're um, they're working on put of the movies that they've lost the rights to from previous marathons or the the first season of uh, Last Drive In that they're working on putting together just like all the Joe Bob segments. Yeah. With timestamps. So, you know, when to play them. Right. Yeah. Oh, cool. Pretty, pretty cool idea that you can, you know, if you get a copy of the movie, you can throw it in and then like pause it and switch it. And that might be kind of a pain in the ass, but I guess you could just have the Joe Bob stuff up on your laptop or whatever, but yeah, just to have Joe Bob. Yeah. I mean, they have that content. It should be up somewhere. It's, it's crazy to think it just sort of, and it's crazy, really crazy to think that originally, if that first marathon didn't crash their servers, we might not be able to rewatch them at all. Because the original plan was watch them live or don't watch them at all. Yeah. And I mean, I know that just as anything, once something hits the internet, it exists forever. There's people that have all the episodes on their computers downloaded, yeah. and you can find them, you know, illegally. But um, it's just like. You know, it's, it's a, such a unique concept that that 
this show originally was supposed to air live and one and done type thing and you know and it became such a people obviously crashed the first time but people have it became such a big thing that people requested that they stay around as long as they can and and i'm glad that like as much as i like the idea of it being like the old monster vision or even you know farther back that joe bob goes to the movies or whatever the show yet on the movie channel is called but um i've not been able to complete a single one of the marathons as it went out live like something i don't know how it's just the universe fucking hates me i guess because every single time they announce one it's always on a weekend that i've got something else going on yeah and like for months on either end of that weekend i could have fuck all to do but that one goddamn weekend is always like, hey, Joe Bob's coming back for a marathon on this Friday night. I'm like, fuck, I have to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning on Saturday for uh, whatever. And it's so, yeah, I've, I've never been able to complete one as live. I've always had to go back and watch the episodes individually later. Well, Mike, what about you? What's your uh, favorite sub-genre? Well, it was tough to narrow it down. And I tried to be a little more specific because my first thought is like, well, comedy, comedy horror, obviously, right. is my favorite subgenre. Obviously, but I, I, is that not narrow enough? Um, Maybe not. I could say eighty slashers, but I don't know if that's narrow enough. So I did come up with that. I'm a really big fan of like carnival themed horror, mm. or like haunted. I also kind of throw haunted attractions into that subgenre. Or Dirty New York landscape horror. Ah. Also really love those as well. Stuff like you know, Basket Case or The New York Ripper or any of Larry Cohen's movies. Any of um, Frank Henenlotter's movies for that matter. Yeah. Abel Ferreira. Uh, Abel Ferreira movies. Well, not all of them. <laughs> Driller Killer. No, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Miss 45, though, yes. Yeah. Oh, God, yes, absolutely. Or Chud. Chud's a nice, gritty New York movie. So, um, and Of Unknown Origin. I love that movie so much. Street Trash, New York? Yep, Street Trash would be New York. Yep. So, yeah, <coughs> those, 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 that, those would be mine if I were to break it down into a smaller sub-subcategory. Cool. So, that leads me into, like, kind of one final thought that I had. Kind of final question to, to discuss with, with you guys for this 200th episode. To really kind of look back at uh, what we've done. Actually, before we get into that, maybe we should take another phone call. Um, see what our pal Larry Wantanabe from My Bleeding Ears has to say about Attack of the Killer podcast. Hey everyone, this is Larry from My Bleeding Ears Podcast, part of the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, and I'm just here today to say congratulations guys on 200 episodes. I've been on a few of them myself and I would love to come back again as always. So I just wanted to say thank you guys very much for entertaining all of your fans and I hope you have another 200 episodes for us and I just can't wait. Alright guys, keep it up. Awesome! Heck yeah, Larry! Come back anytime. Get your butt over here. Yes, good old Larry. Good old Larry. That's right. Especially for some more collecting episodes. Yeah, 
Yeah. So I know he's and, redoing his whole room. And when we do it, he'll have to be on video Skype again. Yes. I liked looking at his room. <laughs> and if he's redoing it, then hell yeah. Okay, so, looking back at the show, favorite moments from Attack of the Killer podcast. What have been, what is, what would you say is your favorite moment that has happened on this show? Uh, Jason. Well, like all my other answers, I'm going to pluralize the answer. Um, <sighs> I can't narrow it down. I got 199, now 200 favorite episodes. They're all my favorite. Thank you very much. <laughs> but uh, the, some of the bigger ones I remember. Um, episode 11, going way back. Oh, man. To we did a retrospective on the Halloween franchise. Oh, that one! Yeah. And we did a couple. Did it in two parts. Mm. And on the second part, we talked. We started off our talk talking about Halloween Six, and we had the director Daniel Farrens on on the freaking show. That was like a twofer of like bizarro episode because episode. we recorded it in a Denny's. Yes, it's fucked up. It's so crazy. It's like my favorite <laughs> for the fact that we recorded it in a Denny's. And, and all you hear is just we've ever clanging spoons on plates and mu- just water glasses getting filled left and right. <laughs> in the background. It wasn't that, I don't, <coughs> I don't know, I think it was uh, adorable, the the background noise. Oh, I didn't, yeah. I was, didn't find it. It was charming. Too, yeah, it was charming. It wasn't too distracting. No. But it was pretty cool. No more distracting my squeaky chair. On every episode, every since then. fucking episode. So when we when we talk about looking forward, that's on my list. Getting you a new chair. Um, and then speaking of, uh, and you, you knew I was going to bring it up, but episode twenty one, uh, that we talked about comedy horror. Yeah. And and one of my favorite comedy horror films uh-huh. is a little independent film. A uh, little independent film that could called There's Nothing Out There. Such a brilliant film. Mm. Brilliant. Yep. And on this episode 21, we had a special guest, the director of that film, Rolf Knifsky. Who? Rolf Knifsky. That's how you say it? And we didn't, I thought Mike knew, and he didn't. I did know! I know. I was saying it. It just came it out. It just sounded different. like Ralph. For two hours, and it it was it's just fun to pick on Mike, but it was a really good episode. Now hold on, what I've mispronounced names <laughs> all the time, all two hundred episodes. Why did this stand out for you? Because I think I think he called you out on it in the middle in of the, the episode. Middle of the episode he called so, me out on it. So hilarious. Anyway, you guys got to listen to, and it's a good episode, episode twenty one, and then. And then I couldn't list them all. I could, but I didn't want to. But I really, um, I've been loving the live episodes a lot. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. And you might think, obviously, I would, because I like to be on a stage. As a musician, I like I like being up there. Um, look at me, all that. You know, it's fun. <coughs> but there's, um, you know, and uh, there's some good ones and there's some bad ones. But <coughs> excuse me. But there's uh, energy, uh, all of us being in the same room together, that just uh, you don't get this way. And it's, I love it, and 
yeah. And and my favorite being probably the Midwest Monster Fest one because it was a room full of people, trapped or not. <laughs> uh, they were there were a lot of people listening. It was a heck of a lot of fun. Those were some of my favorite moments on the show. I'm glad we're all together live for this one. I know, isn't it? (laughs) It's a perfect way to end it in 200. Yeah. Yeah. Although Clownter Guys did make me want to kill myself at one point. (laughs) (laughs) That's on Mike's favorite moments. Uh, Liz, wait your turn. (laughs) All right, Tad, what's your favorite well, I had um, one down, and then I just thought of one, so I'm going to have two, I guess. Um, one, one is more broad in general. I love doing the live commentaries because uh, we usually end up laughing our asses off and <laughs> crying every time, whether it's Andy doing impersonation or um, Mike making stupid sound effects or uh, <laughs> just doing you know, stupid shit when we're watching them uh, making fun of um, sometimes Gary Busey puts that bottle too far into his mouth. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And you just got to say something. So those, those are always so much fun for me, the commentaries, but uh, another one was, uh, is, is definitely, it was technically a live episode, but it doesn't really feel like one because we didn't have anybody really in the crowd and we were just sort of, uh, Hanging out, but Pulling it was the Wolfman Scott Nards was Andre. Oh Gower, my gosh! Oh yeah, that was good. That mm-hmm. was awesome. Yeah, and that was sort of just sprung on us, like we episode. were going to do the live episode, and then he <laughs> happens to come early and wanted to be part of it. And we had Justin and Remington there with us too, so that was a lot of fun, and it just went smoothly. And he's a good, obviously a good talker. The guy <laughs> loves talking, so uh, that was a lot of fun. That every all the pieces fell together for that one to work out. So, man, yeah. man that's a good one. Good Damn. one. <clears throat> um, all right. What about uh, what about you, Andy? Oh man, um, just um, getting to uh, talk about you know some, one of my favorite films. Uh, I had, I got to talk about Friday Part Seven, which you know really drew me into the series um and i gotta agree with tad sometimes doing uh these these live commentaries i mean i get to even though we're not like you know uh relatively within driving distance uh sometimes it's just like i get to sit and watch some of my favorite movies with really close friends and people who really really appreciate it you know, and just love this genre and just, and live for it. Um, and we get to, we get to, we even rag on films that we love. (laughs) I mean, I mean more on those. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I remember, um, like watching, watching evil dead and I'm just like, I'm picking up on things as I'm watching with you guys and just like that, she really was wearing a neck brace. I'm not, I'm convinced it wasn't a turtleneck anymore, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and just, you know, watching, you know, watching Chopping Mall. I mean, this is, this is like, I, I had a chance to watch um, Return of the Living Dead on the big screen at a film festival one time. And it was just, it had a very rocky horror uh, vibe there. Now, normally I'd be like, you know, if I was like watching any other movie 
but since I've seen this movie so many times, it was like, I was like, I was in a room with like, you know, probably 150 buddies just watching this freaking awesome movie that I totally love. And it's just like, that's, that's one of the things I'd really like doing with you guys is just like doing the commentaries is a blast. And, uh, oh yeah, here's an interesting little tidbit that I actually, that kind of ties in with, uh, Return of the Living Dead. Um, I got the, uh, the complete history, uh, book of Return of the Living Dead for Christmas. And, uh, yeah, yeah, dude, it's, I've been, I've been reading the shit out of it. It's like all the behind the scenes stuff. It's even more comprehensive than the documentary. Um, you know what, right before they're ready to uh, burn the rabid weasels, you know, in the incinerator, and the bags are moving? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know where this is going. <laughs> do, you, do you know what's in there? I do. You, you, you can tell it, though. Oh, it's, um, it's 20 um, symbol-crashing monkeys that are running off of batteries, but the symbols have been removed, and it's making the bag... It's making the bag... <laughs> I just I just read that reason. I'm just like God. Now I, I I I can't decide if I think that's like the most awesomest thing ever, or if it's like <laughs> ruining the scene for me now because now I can't take it. Like I'm not supposed to take it serious, like in the first place. But now I really can't take it serious at all. <laughs> just imagining these little monkeys in there, just you know, crashing. You know, well, no symbols, just ramming their hands together. I just think it's hilarious. But, um. All in all, yeah, I love doing the commentaries, and I love talking about. Uh, uh, I, I know this is like a. It's it's. I don't really have a favorite moment. I just have my moments. You know, are, are favorited because I get to I get to do this. You know, I get to do this yep. with you guys. I get to discover films, and I get to and I get to shit on films. I mean, it's like my my least favorite moment. You already know. Um, but, uh, uh, but yeah, that's, that, that, that's, that's my answer. If, if you can, yeah, pick one out of that shit. <laughs> awesome. Brian, what about you? Oh man. Um, uh, I think the first time everyone realized what they were getting into having me on the show and I put on the <laughs> Dr. Science lab code and bored you all into silence with uh, facts about prehistoric bears when we were talking about grizzly on the bear episode. <laughs> that was pretty fun. Love it. And, 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 and I guess both of them have to do with silence. <laughs> the other one was when we did the HG Lewis tribute episode and, uh, John and Mike and I literally bored Terry to sleep. <laughs> I mean, that's right. She did fall asleep on that. She one. totally <laughs> fell asleep on my while we were fanboying all over HG Lewis. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go back and listen to that one. <laughs> that's awesome. And to be expected, yeah, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, um, my favorite moments some of my favorite moments are also those like moments when we can all get together um the wolfman got wolfman's oh, got nard one is so is probably the best of all the live things that we've done um i also want to go way back in um of a time that we all got together and it was a whole room of us yeah 
Um, Evil Dead? When, yeah, we went and saw the Evil Dead remake. Because first of all, it was fun just because it was a group of us went to go see this movie. And then... For fun, afterwards we all got we went and got a hotel room and we all just hung out and recorded an episode with our immediate thoughts following the movie. Yep. Um, and there was, it had to have been like five or six of us at more, least. Yep. At least. Mm-hmm. Oh wait. I feel like. Uh, yeah, yeah, at least seven, if not more. Yep. I remember my daughter was with us and. We're recording an episode, and she's sleeping on the bed. <laughs> uh, wait, yeah, there's you, me, Joe, Jill, um, Dustin, and Nalani. Mm-hmm. Was Flyboy there? Maybe. I, it's one of our most downloaded episodes, too. Is it really? So you know. Yep. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, and it's probably one of the worst sound quality of all the episodes, mm-hmm. but... Um, just because we have one mic and a hotel room full of people, but it was just so much fun. It was just a blast. Um, just all hanging out, talking about this movie. Um, this is probably the closest thing of recording an episode that matches the original concept of where this show was birthed. You know, of sitting around at Taco John's episode talking about twenty-three. Oh, that's how old it is! Holy cow! Yeah, uh-huh. episode twenty-three. Wow. And it was the new Evil Dead from 2013. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was fun. Um, my favorite, maybe specific individual moment, because it's something that has like, gone down in history of the show and has become a, uh, a thing of legend, <laughs> and that is the time Justin Beam went on a tirade about my love affair with my Jason Goes to Hell DVD. Yep. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, freaking hilarious, and it still gets brought up to this day by some people. People like Greg Amortis or Justin himself. And uh, speaking of Justin, uh, he left us a voicemail too, so let's, uh, let's hear what Justin has to say. Hey guys, this is Justin. Congratulations on 200 episodes. So proud of you for doing this and keeping it running with consistency for all these years. It's it's no small feat to put a show out at all, let alone to never miss a week or an episode. And you guys have continued to grow with the Patreon and the call-ins, all the stuff that you've been doing. So really, really proud of you and honored to have been part of the original crew. Hopefully Joe will call in and do a message or be on the episode with you guys too. I mean, we all had so much fun back in the day with this. And for those who might not remember, or maybe it hasn't been discussed for a while, this all began back when we used to go to these film meetings here in Iowa, in Iowa City, and afterward we would go to Taco John's, and we would just get food, and then we'd close the place down, just sitting in the corner, all of us ranting and raving about the movies that we loved, the directors and special effects teams and magazines and complete geek fest once a month, and it was the highlight of my month every month. And as a result of uh, all of that, the show was born, and I got two of the best friends in the entire world in Mike and Jason. And uh, I love you guys dearly, love all you guys, the whole crew, and I wish you the best on 200 more. And Mike, please, I implore you, please keep your hands off the Jason Goes to Hell disc. Just it's it's been 200 episodes plus. I mean, there was time before that that we were discussing this. If you're not going to get help help yourself now's the time 
before the next 200 episodes. Love you guys. Bye. See? What I tell you? Yep. You freaking brought up the Jason Goes to Hell DVD thing. You have so. a problem, sir. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's definitely one of, uh, one of my favorite moments from the show. Because <coughs> it has to do with me. Yeah, of course. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, do we have, do we have actual shout outs? No? No. Well, we still have, we mm. still have a, uh, we have another voicemail. And we do have, um, a message from an, another member from the episodes past. So, Let's go, uh, let's take a break real quick, and then when we come back, we'll finish off the show with, um, with the last of our voicemails, the last, last from words from the past. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. All right, we're back here at Attack and Killer Podcast. Uh, we don't really have segments this episode like we usually do. Um, don't really have shout-outs, or do we? Uh, we have another voicemail from another member from show's past. Uh, Terry Turford has this Where Terry? Ow, ow, ow! Hello, this is Where Terry. Pause for Hal. <laughs> uh, 200. Holy shit. That's a lot. Um, <laughs> it's just insane to think about. My first episode was number 36. It was like Halloween season favorites or something like that. And it was just a total fluke that I was on. Uh, Dustin and Alani invited me because um, they were trying to get some extra guests on the episode. And I said, sure, why not? And... I did a few episodes after that, and I just kind of stuck. <laughs> and I was on for, gosh, at, at least 100 episodes, I would think. It was a lot. Uh, <laughs> years and years uh, of good and not-so-good movies. Um, still have nightmares about Don't Look in the Basement. Mike, thank you very much. Please don't watch that movie if you're listening to this, please. Um, oh, geez. So many great memories. Just The show just made me fall in love with horror even more than I already was, which I hope it does for everyone else listening. Uh, one of my favorite memories um, was, I can't, I honestly can't remember which episode it was, but we um, came up with, an idea for um, a Monster Squad sequel involving all of the the 80s superpowers, you know, Freddy and, and Jason and Michael Myers. And I think you guys may have even discussed that maybe on the Wolfman's Got Nards episode. I'm not sure. Um, 
but yeah, that was one heck of a fun episode. And I liked our little tirades that we got into like that. Uh, you know, all of the segments, my wicked words with wear tear, that one was fun, but you know, reading a book for every couple of weeks became difficult. So that was not <laughs> long lived, but it was great while it lasted. And the wicked women, I did that. I don't, there were, it, it changed constantly, uh, <laughs> but you know, lots of fun. Um, you guys are doing great and here's to another 200 episodes. Oh, thanks Terry. <coughs> we miss you. Um, and he didn't want to leave a voicemail, but he did write something up here. It's, uh, uh, um, Jason got a message from one of the OG members of OG. Attack of the Killer podcast, <coughs> Joe Zerl. What's Joe have to say? Joe says, congrats, guys, for making it to 200 episodes. You're all fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I miss talking movies with you guys. I hope everyone is doing well. Oh, and I just got to say how utterly disappointed I was with M. Night's Glass. Damn, he just can't <laughs> stop that fucking guy. And, oh, he did say that. He also says, <clears throat> that was the movie I was most looking forward to in 2019, and it sank like a turd for me, especially since I used to consider Unbreakable my favorite movie. He did. I remember those days. Mm-hmm. Oh, far he's fallen. <laughs> used to, anyway. I'm sure you fuckers liked it. Ha ha ha. That's what he put. That's Joe Zerrell. That is exactly right. I could totally hear Joe's voice during all that. I know. He's a, he's a turd. <laughs> miss you, Joe. Yep, we miss you, Joe. You're welcome back anytime, man. Yep. He's busy. I'll wait. Oh. Maybe we'll wait after. after no. Okay. So, so that wraps up the uh, 200th episode. Um, 200. 200th episode. I si- uh, almost called you Simon. Why? I don't know. It's you're not like my son- bedtime. You're like a son to me. It is your bedtime. No, it might be. My uh, bedtime. <laughs> do you have any final thoughts? Being the, the one guy besides myself that's been with this the longest. Oh, that's... Uh... I love it as much today as I did the first day, if not more. It's it's one of my favorite things in life, and kind of to what Andy said, it's I've met so many amazing people doing this show, and that are still my friends today, and will be forever. And um, the show's made the world smaller and made it the horror community just feels so much stronger and better and and i love it and i i i seriously i, I love the show i love i i know i work a lot at it but it's easy it's because it's because i do love it so much and and i'm happy that everybody's here and i look forward to it keep it going absolutely and just uh piggyback on that a little bit like yeah we've made a lot of friends through this show not just from people who have been members of the show or even guests of the show but other podcasters that mm-hmm. we've met along the way I and mean, we've built this network now with with a bunch of people that i all now consider friends 
as well. Um, listeners of the show, you know, it's just the magic of podcasting right there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a magical thing. So, uh, Andy, do you have any final thoughts on on 200 episodes? Oh, I don't watch Cloutergeist. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, man. Um, it's 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 been it's been really great. Um, I'm just ex- I'm extremely thankful for you know being invited on and uh, having you guys you know value my opinion, having you guys disagree with me, having you guys agree with me. Um, just um, you know, making friends with you guys and just, you know, uh, and, you know, and meeting other people through you guys and just, you know, just, uh, just having this big network of, you know, uh, friends and like-minded people. And it's, uh, the horror community, I think is, uh, we're, we're very, very, I think we're very, very tight knit. I mean, yeah, granted you're going to meet an asshole wherever you go, but I mean, in the horror community, me personally, I think they are few and far between because we just, we have such a love and passion for this genre and it just, it's, it's really wonderful and I'm proud to be a part of it. So that's my final word. I I have spoken. (laughs) Awesome. You ever wonder what, Andy would be doing if he wasn't on the show, like you just sitting there in Nebraska. Who would he be just yelling at? Lifting more weights. <laughs> I, I yeah, I'd probably be lifting weights or, or getting more up. sleep. Yes, getting more sleep. <laughs> Poor Danielle, be like, oh, what movie? What? Sorry, yeah, she's always she's always complaining about my uh nighttime movies like i i can put on a movie and like watch it for a little bit to help you know make me tired it could be a movie that i like or a movie that sucks um but she's just like uh she's always hates my selections (laughs) any anything anything like 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 one like for like i think about two months straight just for my own morbid sense of amusing i think i played old he-man cartoons yeah so uh-huh. like every night before for before bed it was like he-man you know so, it, was, it was yeah she was uh tad what are your final thoughts i don't know i'm probably gonna sound like a broken record but it's uh i feel like i uh was adopted into a new family and i've got like not only a close family, but an extended family that I've met, not just through um, necessarily, I don't know, like I, I feel, you know, I brought I brought uh, Andy in, and then, you know, that he became part of the ex- extended family, and then I travel with you guys to Panic Fest, and I meet all the Kansas City gang, and then, you know, we bring on special guests, and then, like you guys said, we had the podcast network, and those guys guest on here, and I listen to their shows, and feels like another extension of the family, and, uh, you know, I got to meet Terry and Brian through the podcast, and it's great to have them as friends, and it's like, you know, just through talking horror, it just keeps going on and on and on, and you, you meet so many nice people, and and people, you know, there's people that I never have even been on the show, like uh, 
John. It's like I've never been on the show with him, but we became Facebook friends, and we have so much in common. And it's like I feel like I've known him for years. And there's just uh, I don't know. It's it's just crazy how far that can extend to different ways. You know, it's like and even people that you know we've met at live shows or at at conventions that listen to our podcast and now you know i I talk to them on social media quite often back and forth and it's just great to expand that family and like everything andy said about you know the horror the horror family is crazy i'm i'm part of so many different communities whether it's through film or different uh things i'm passionate about and it feels like the one um thing i'm really into horror movies you would people assume you know that it would be the the meanest group of people and it's quite the opposite it's just the nicest most welcoming group of people (laughs) you can meet a person once and they become you know a friend forever so uh it's just been great to uh make new friends and uh i know i'm gonna keep making many many more new friends and thanks for thanks for inviting me on one time and and uh, <laughs> thanks for not kicking me off. So. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thanks for being on the show, man. Uh, Brian, what do you? What are your th- final thoughts? Yeah, I guess I'll keep spinning that broken record a little bit longer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I still remember exactly where I was when uh, I got a phone call from John, which was weird because typically we just communicate in text. But he had to to call me, and I thought it was bad news. Like I thought something was wrong. It was like an emergency. Sure. Yeah. And he goes, "Hey, you're you want to be on the show full time?" <laughs> and uh, you know, it it came right at a time when I really needed it. Things were kind of dark and shitty and awful, and it was just a real bright point um, when I got to, you know, as everyone's been saying, join the family uh, full time, as it were, and it's led to so many great relationships, so many great friendships, um, even my first professional writing gig in kind of an indirect way. Um, and, you know, met someone absolutely wonderful and that Terry and I are, uh, together now. And that, that was just every, everything that has come to me from this show has been really fantastic. And even though I'm not on it, uh, in a regular capacity anymore, you know, I still talk to you guys, quite regularly and Absolutely. it's just um you know we get to see each other at halloween palooza when i can make it down there and it's it's been a fantastic experience and it's something that'll last the rest of my life i'm very very <laughs> grateful for that i love you guys oh, we love, love you too, you too buddy love are you, you too, crying man. over there mike He's choked up <laughs> leave him alone he promised himself little, he wasn't gonna do a little verklempt uh no that's that's awesome and even though you're not on the show you are still always part of the show and part of the family for sure well he, he's technically on every week because he always has something to say in the shout out so <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's very true and i always send you to messages it. about how i disagree with your opinions in the facebook chat <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Or agree, or, or agree. agree. Sometimes not I agree. I'm not always an asshole. Right. It's most of the time. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yes. Uh, 200 episodes. It's just crazy. It's, it's just weird to think that. Over um, nine years. Nine, nine years. That's crazy, right? Of just uh, 
just a fly by the seat of the pants idea I had of, you know, hey, we have these cool conversations. We should start recording it. It'll be super easy. And yeah, for everyone but Jason. Okay. <laughs> oh, for everyone, but whatever. I write oh. up notes every oh, week. Oh, it's so hard. You you try writing up clever and hilarious introductions oh, every week. World class introductions. That's right. <coughs> well, thank you, listeners, for indulging us on this uh, very uh, masturbatory episode. I would say personal. Personal. Right. That's what God. I meant. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with a little self-reflection every once in a while reflection it is the new year that's right so it's been an amazing 200 but uh that's just the start man we got another amazing 200 to come back to business starting with the next episode which will be 201 you're getting better with your numbers buddy thank you <laughs> so until then this is insane mike wishing you a good night and thank you, and we'll talk to you on the next episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Oh no, could this be the end of? <laughs> Attack of the Killer!